ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mask, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their Kung Fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly Kung Fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of Kung Fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter and they deserve to die. So he's doing it again, his way. Charles Bronson, he's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2, rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, part three in Super 3D. The all new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there, or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, part three in Super 3D, rated R. Now playing in Sacramento, check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stakeout, and prevents a hijack. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. Magnum Force, rated R.
opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推荐你上去，但你上头唔批准。点解？呢个人你应该好熟嘅。我听日要走。后日去台湾嗰单嘢，咪带埋阿成咯，俾个机会啲后生仔啊嘛。
。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 s 而家大把世界，有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶。我哥系产，就唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你嘢喐手啊！即刻转翻转头One of the ten best films of the year, a high octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. A 
Outrageously exhilarating. Guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. A film concocted with nitroglycerin. The combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. Killer is great cinema. The Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance, rated R, starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. My instructions, and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you do. We're celebrity hostages. Dogs. Before Pulp Fiction. The original Men in Black shook the world of action cinema in the original A Better Tomorrow. Proudly presents the explosive bullet-ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Woo and Troy Hark take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun-Fat, Leslie Chung, and T-Long. A better tomorrow, too.
just the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style. It enables a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. Despite all of the hard work he did for safety. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. <laughs> That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Peddling that has got to be spooks. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these federal projectors ever want to speak even though i come and visit them like once a week not a single thing i say is tongue-in-cheek the nypd just sprung a leak not one of these pedal protectors they want to speak even though i come and visit them like once a week not a single thing i say is tongue-in-cheek the nypd just sprung a leak bastard you did it again you a real hard bastard when will it end i must say bastard All right, welcome to the show. I am the hard bastard. We're going to start with Donald Trump beating, crushing, not just beating, crushing. Big teeth Nikki Haley. South Carolina, former President Trump beat former South Carolina Governor Big Teeth Nikki Haley in her home state primary on Saturday. The AP projected Trump's win at 7 p.m. Eastern. Trump has sailed to victory in the 2024 primary season uh, in the first five nominating contests uh, the nevada caucus 
The U.S. Virgin Islands Caucus, the New Hampshire primary, and the Iowa caucus. Trump held a 23-point lead against Haley in the RCP. Average for South Carolina, and uh, it awards 50 delegates. South Carolina doesn't register its voters by party affiliation. No Democrat voters were allowed to participate in the Republican primary if they didn't cast a ballot in the primary on February 3rd. Joe Biden won the Democrat primary uh, at, uh, with 96% last time. Haley was handily elected twice as governor, blah, 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 who cares? Um, and I, I think Trump set a record where he had, I think, double the most votes ever. So he set a record. And what was hilarious is while MSNBC was coping about Trump destroying Big Teeth Nikki, they were like, oh, this is terrible for Trump. Yeah, it's terrible for Trump that he destroyed Big Teeth Nikki and set a record. Set a record in, uh, uh, was it New Hampshire or, or wherever Bob Dole set a record. He he set that record, uh, I think the last time it was set was like 87. And they're like, oh, this is terrible for Trump. Yeah, okay. Hilarious. Now, you got uh, King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out had a roundtable of retards. And uh, they were talking about black people. And it was pretty funny, uh, especially these are supposed to be the non-racists. Now, I don't subscribe to the concept of quote-unquote racism anymore because it's not applied uh, consistently. It's simply a weapon used against mainly white people. Um, but under such a framework, it's funny that the non-racists are the ones making comments like this. A panel of uh, MSNBC commentators fumed Saturday over former President Trump's outreach to black voters. How dare you reach out to black voters? Former RNC chair uh, Michael Steele voiced his concerns that Trump was making overtures according to racial stereotypes. Steele says, that's what we all do. We wear gold lamello sneakers and we smoke menthol cigarettes and then we have mugshots too, so there you go. So, first of all, sneaker con is not a black thing. The sneaker... Now, are there plenty of black people that like sneakers? Yes, but sneaker con... The whole sneaker flipping thing is a young person's thing. Mostly young males. And uh, of all the races. So the idea... Oh, he just This was just a black event. Now, are there a lot of black people at these events? Absolutely. But he didn't, now it would have been hilarious if he came out with like a menthol product, okay? You know, that, that's like a stereotype with black people, although I've kn I know plenty of white people that smoke menthol cigarettes. But that is a thing, and that's fine. And look, there are stereotypes, whatever. It's on average, or I don't know what the percentages are, but there are stereotypes. And you can shoot the messenger all you want. But in this instance, putting out a sneaker is reaching out to younger voters. That's what he's doing. He's reaching out to younger voters. Um, anyways, but they don't like it. They don't like that he went to SneakerCon. Um, so then lunatic Jason Johnson says, you have to understand, uh, listen to how he talks about the black people that went to SneakerCon. And remember, these are the non-racists, the lovers of black people. Oh, they love black people, but not these types of black people. Listen to what he says. This is a room of very unique, a unique kind of black folks, said Jason Johnson. It's a bunch of bad lineups. I think that's like bad haircuts. And members only jackets. Members only jackets. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you, the guy that used to run Iran? 
Wear the members-only jackets at SneakerCon. People wear tracksuits, and there's all sorts of shit that's like, you know, I guess you would say like young people's clothes and whatever. It, there's all different prints. It, it, wear the members-only jackets. What the fuck are you talking about? Members-only jackets. And then he says, that's what we're dealing with here. And so I'm not surprised that these sorts of people accept that. Now, I love this because if any of these people are paying attention, Donald Trump is like, hey, uh, you know, vote for me. Here's my sneaker. You know, I'm coming to your place and engaging in what you're doing and, uh, you know, and, and vote for me. Jason Johnson is basically telling you to go fuck yourself that you're a lower person and you're just like a retard, basically. So that's a hell of a message for the Democrats. Fuck you, you're a retard versus Trump's, hey, here's my sneaker and, uh, you know, vote for me if you want to. And then he said, these are the same people who listen to Killer Mike. Now, I don't really listen to Killer Mike. He does have one Grand Theft Auto song that's not bad. I forget the name of it, but it comes on one of the radio stations when you're out killing people in the game gta fine or five or online um but killer mike is a famous rapper he's not the most famous rapper but he's a famous rapper a lot of people like killer mike so now what you're doing is you're saying that oh only retards listen to killer mike now if it's like a random person on the internet saying this shit it's whatever these are people who are supposed to be selling the democrat brand further alienating themselves from voters this is all they do. Democrats, and I, I've, I said this in 2016, little did I know how bad it was going to get. I remember saying in 2016, boy, the Democrats really alienate voters. And at the time, they were alienating the Bernie Sanders voters. Now, they, who haven't they alienated? The only people they've not alienated are the wine moms. They, the wine moms are satisfied. You know, the, the, the lunatic liberal wine moms. They haven't alienated them. Um, and maybe like the rabid homosexuals, they haven't alienated. My God, they've alienated everybody else. It's hilarious. He says, these are the same large number of black folks who listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, how dare you listen to Joe Rogan? Those people are out there. And then he says, I'm less concerned with anyone who's okay with Trump's racism that I am with people who are so disconnected from the process that they're not worried about his racism. So all the people there are disconnected from the process. And then King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out said, this is his pitch though to black voters. The sneakers with this, yes, he was speaking to the room, but the cameras were there. He was speaking to black people across the country. Not at SneakerCon. At, look, didn't he? I think he just gave a speech at like a black place. Now that you could say he's reaching out to black people. But sneaker con, whatever, you know, look. It's usually the white liberals defining for the different groups what their thing is while simultaneously arguing that stereotypes are racist. <clears throat> stereotypes are not racist. They're fucking hilarious. But there can be accurate stereotypes and inaccurate stereotypes. And to say that sneaker con is a black thing, that's just not accurate. You know, there's some black people there. There's a good amount of black people there. But it's not like, you know, I mean, I've, probably there's more of a percentage of black people that smoke menthols than go to sneaker con. But anyway, it's all fucking retarded. Um, it looks like uh, Governor Catpiss is about to get uh, raided by the FBI. Uh, she said, we need something from Biden 
on the lawlessness at the border. Oh, what is this, an American Renaissance convention? What is that? What a white supremacist. You, what, what, what do you mean there's a problem at the border? What do you mean? With what? With what? With who? With What are you saying, Governor Capis? What are you, a racist? During an interview with CNN that aired on Friday's broadcast of Newsnight, Arizona Governor Capis responded to a question on reports that Joe Biden is considered considering stricter executive action on the border, such as potentially preventing people who have crossed the border illegally from seeking asylum by saying that while she does wish Congress would have passed the Senate bill and administrations of both parties have failed to act on the border, her state needs some action from the Biden administration on the border to bring sanity and the end to lawlessness at the border. That sounds like a white supremacist talking point. Oh, man. Wow. Look at you. Governor Catpiss is going to a Klan rally. Oh, man. Where does she hang up her hoods and pillowcases or whatever the fuck you need for that shit? You got the dress, the white dress and the fucking pointy hat. Where does she put all that shit? Robes? Are they robes? Something, whatever. Dress robes. They're, it is what it is. Abby Phillip, the uh, dumb whore, <coughs> said, uh, Governor Catpiss, as a border state governor, we've sent the National Guard down to the border. When you hear that Biden might prevent people who cross the border illegally from seeking asylum in an effort to reduce the flow, is that what you're looking for? Governor Capis said, we need something. We're dealing with decades of inaction from both Republicans and Democrat administrations, and now certainly Congress, for refusing to pass this bipartisan legislation. That bill was shit. That was presented. Americans want sanity and an end to lawlessness at the border. Well, the bill would not have brought that. The bill would have brought sanity to the border like the Inflation Reduction Act reduced inflation, okay? So give me a break. It's all bullshit. And then you got fucking donkey teeth coming out and saying the whole thing is a conspiracy theory. Just uh, what a dumb whore. Oh, my God. Donkey Teeth uh, calls Biden border invasion a false narrative promoted by conservatives. So I guess uh, I guess Governor Capis is now a a false narrative engager. On Friday, Congresswoman Donkey Teeth claimed that the crisis at the border is a false narrative created by Republicans who are being xenophobic. Good, xenophobia is fantastic. Xenophobia will make your citizens safer. So that's fantastic. In an interview with uh, the rapidly aging Asian boy, Alex Wagner, Donkey Teeth said, the idea that Republicans, in order to win an election, say we need to hermetically seal the border when they know that would be, that is economic self-sabotage to the U.S. No, it's not. And saying, let's do it anyway. And to compensate for the negative effects we're going to allow and throw people's kids into factories. I don't know who the hell is arguing that. That is what they're doing and rolling back child labor laws, that's made up, while being as xenophobic and anti-immigrant as they are. And while ginning up, first of all, the vast majority, if not all, of the Republicans in Congress are pro-legal immigration, even to the detriment of the country. You got people, I think like Mike Lee, there was that uh, bullshit um, legislation a couple years ago, I think, quote based, unquote, Mike Lee. Uh, people who call themselves based usually are not. That should be left up to the audience um, and the, the the people. But anyway, whatever. Um, it was the one, it was like prioritizing Indians over uh, American workers in the tech sector. And it was kind of like backdoored. I, I think Lee was involved with that. 
someone who was like you're like oh another one disappoints um i i i, I think it was lee anyway okay so the idea that these people are anti-legal immigrant but of course they conflate legal and illegal and it's all it's just it's a, all just one big homosexual rigmarole that is why they're uh, doing and quoting donkey teeth again um and uh, uh, while ginning this up, this is a false narrative about this being a crisis. Well, hopefully some North Africans visit Donkey Teeth. Uh, Donkey Teeth continued. We're going to keep pretending this is a crisis while contributing to actual problems. And then we're going back, going to block the solution so we can campaign on it over and over. Tell the girl that was just murdered by one of the Zerg in, um, I forget what state she was in. Young college girl murdered by one of the Zerg. Uh, the death could have been completely prevented if they would have just enforced border policy. The guy should have been deported, would have been deported with a sane regime. But instead, he was let back in and uh, not deported And you know, when he was apprehended for whatever Zerg crime he committed before. And so now this girl's dead. And uh, But, yeah, they like that because it's a white girl. So they, they this is working out exactly as planned. Um Donkey Teeth concluded, uh, uh, alleged, Donkey Teeth concluded, alleged that, okay, that Republicans have used the crisis at the border to cause animosity and destruction in the country. That's total fucking projection. And racism in the country. Racism's not real, so I don't know what to tell you. She added, because that's the only thing Republican Party is even standing on at this point. Oh, they're standing on a made-up thing? Okay, great, great point. What a, what a genius this donkey teeth is. Amazing. Earlier this week, it was revealed the Biden regime is in the process of deciding if it should make it harder for the Zerg to get asylum. And uh, anyway, so it's a lot of bullshit there. And uh, it's just funny that donkey teeth is claiming that none of this is happening. All right, Steve Bannon. I got to tell you, there is. It's one thing, you know, to see internet independent internet commentators who have had enough talk about they need to see, you know, uh, consequences for evildoers. That's one thing. But when you got the Charlie Kirks of the world and the Steve Bannons of the world, that's interesting. Uh, So now Steve Bannon, he gives a uh, a speech at CPAC calls the Biden regime illegitimate. That's accurate. And then he is arguing to lock people up. Yes. War Room host Steve Bannon closed out CPAC on Saturday, uh, declaring that the Biden regime is an illegitimate regime, adding that that Biden and other administration officials need to be locked up. Bannon said after three years of peace and prosperity under Trump's term before he was hit with the Chinese bioweapon, they stole the 2020 election. He says, media, I want you to suck on this. I want the White House to suck on this. You lost in 2020. Donald Trump is the legitimate president. Um, and then the, tra- the crowd chanted, uh, Trump won. He says, you know how we know categorically that Trump won now? Because the New York Times and MSNBC and the Washington Post understand uh, we're about to out them, right? We're going to adjudicate this after victory. I hope you do. That would be great. Bannon said if Biden actually won, he'd be uh, revered as a hero to them, along with Cunt Mala Harris. you got to get the name right, okay? It's very important. This show is serious business on the internet. And if you get Cunt Mala's name wrong, you are a racist. And you don't want to be a racist, bigot. Cunt Mala. Bannon, uh, uh, the New York Times, Bannon continued, is throwing Biden under the bus every day and backing it over him. 
shows you they know he's an illegitimate regime head. He's a usurper in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Nobody that loved this country would do what he's doing to the country. That's true. Bannon said, Bannon said, lock them all up. All of them. Garland, Ray, Biden, all of them. Now you're talking, sir. Now you're talking. Mayorkas. What, are they, what they did to this country is unforgivable, and we will not forget it, and we will not forgive until justice is done. you got to add some more to the list, though. I, I, I agree. They're not necessarily Biden. They're not in the... Well, they're, how do you... Okay, so like Norm Eisen and Mary McCord are not in the White House, okay? But they need to be added to that list. They are the key gay operators. Their fingerprints are around all the scams that they did against Trump. All of them. So, you know, anyway, whatever. But this is a good list to start with. With Trump facing over 700 years in prison, hopefully we can get that to 1,000. That meme would be hilarious. On the various charges brought forth in multiple cases, Bannon said that his crime is he put you in the room. He says in D.C., in the imperial capital, not in the room, not in the deal. He put American working men and women in the room and at the head of the table, and they hate him for it. They think he's a traitor to the ruling class in this country. So, uh, okay. Good speech. Now, CPAC has problems. Alienation. CPAC struggles with low attendance in 2024. Yeah. If Trump's not there, there's just no, the, the audience is empty. Now, when Trump gets there, it's packed. Um, and there were, there were propagandists that were trying to, and they do this all the time, right? They like, uh, they will take a picture of the room before the event starts and goes, no one's here to see Trump. And then they ignore the picture that when Trump is actually on the podium, it's full. Um, anyway, but CPAC does have a problem with alienation. Uh, they alienate all sorts of voters. They alienate young uh, uh, dissident right people. They alienate any sort of reasonable independent media. You know, back in the day, before things really went to shit in clown world, we actually got credentials at CPAC. Do you believe it? In uh, 2018, I think, it was early February 2018, we applied for credentials at CPAC and we were granted them. And we went and we covered CPAC. And I almost... Uh, uh, broadcasted from there but there was a bunch of stuff you had to do and I didn't have the equipment and I was like alright we'll do it for next year next year we'll see if we can broadcast from there because there's like a broadcaster's row the next year no 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 not allowed you're not allowed and so our credentials were denied and I forget what year it was I think it was 2019 is when they got full blown AIDS they were kicking out any sort of groiper dissident right people and and but inviting antifa you know they gave i think they gave credentials to like antifa reporters so so and look you cannot like the groipers but you're supposed to get as many voters as possible why would you alienate a part of your group because look you don't have to agree with everything they say who fucking cares Okay, this is not suck match slaps dick event. This is supposed to be a place where people can go and watch speeches if they want to. Kicking people out for their political ideology, that's what AIDS commies do. Okay, so there's too much AIDS in CPAC, and now you're suffering for it. And frankly, this is what you deserve. What I hope is CPAC gets dismantled and replaced by something better. Okay, and, and, and it's, it's a, a big tent. You need a big tent, but also, could you chill with the trannies? You know, that's the other thing. You kicked out uh, um, the young men who, for being like Catholics and, oh, they don't suck homosexual cock. Oh, we got to kick them out. And then they're inviting the tranny, the MAGA tranny. What the fuck is this? This is bullshit. 
This is fucking bullshit, okay? So anyway, you know, it's one thing. Look, I don't care. I've said this before. I don't give a shit if you're gay, whatever, okay? But don't be a faggot about it, okay? That's my position. Now, I know gay people like that. So you can, if you if that offends you, that's fine. But I know gay people like that, okay? And they would call you a faggot if you're offended. Now, you don't, you, you don't have to accept that. You know, you can take that however you want. But you know what is a mockery of the whole thing? The fucking trannies running around, okay? Get, how about not dress up like a tranny during CPAC, okay? Or whatever, you know, if there's a... Like, th that's a mockery. Okay, that's that's a, you you are a subversive bringing in AIDS into the fucking conservative group or whatever the fuck you want to call this. Okay, so anyway, now all of these conventions are usually very AIDSy anyway. Okay, because anytime look, if you had like the 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 base convention, the feds are gonna fucking infest that with all sorts of people, and they're probably gonna have like like you know the Atlantic covering. Perfect, just a pristine shot of Richard Spencer happening to see Kyle. Get the fuck out of here with, with this bullshit. That shit was get, fake and gay, okay? So the pro that's the problem. Anytime you get like good, you, you get like a collection of people who are not AIDSy, the feds will infest it and they'll put all their fake people in there and the Atlantic will be there and they're like, oh, they were Sieg Heiling. It's all bullshit. Anyway, so it's kind of almost impossible. But do what you want. You know, I, I, maybe I'm blackpilled about organizing but it does seem like it's completely dismantled with either fake bullshit or like people who are who are like clowns it's like a clown show and it's like what's going on here you know why 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 aren't the normal people given the speeches why is this a clown show uh, but anyway do what you want CPAC uh, in 2024 suffered low attendance for many of its sessions amid a complete embrace of Donald Trump. CPAC first held in 1974, an annual guy, I don't care about any of that. Um, one person says, I was expecting it to be larger than previous conferences that I've been to, which aren't necessarily as big tent, said Jacob Swartz, uh, a, a representative of the Mises Institute. Um, the conference organizer, Matt Schlapp, who sucks, endorsed Trump in January. Well, that's good you endorsed him. You still suck, Matt. I mean, what kind of a person you, you, you remove people who are very conservative, whether you agree with them or not, or not and then you invite Antifa? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that's subversive. You're a subverter. Get out of here with this shit. Oh my God! How do you have you? Of course, you can't let commies in your fucking thing. What do you? What do you think the commies are gonna do? Anyway, whatever. And this motherfucker, whoever was responsible for that golden Trump statue, you think that that was not organic? I don't know. Whoever was involved with that was helping Democrats. I think they were a plant. Anyway, I wish one day we could get to the bottom of that one. Ridiculous. The media has a whole narrative about how. Republicans worship Trump like a golden calf, and some motherfucker came up with the idea, why don't we make a golden Trump statue? Get out of here with this. Come on. Anyway, whatever. A lot of it was because of the fractured conservative movement and the fact that a lot of people just can't get behind Trump, and you know, it was the Trump conference this year, and I think that kind of alienated a lot of people. What are you talking about? Wouldn't That doesn't make sense, because when Trump... If that was true, when Trump gave his speech, it would be empty. That's It's literally the complete opposite. There's too much homosexual AIDS at CPAC. 
And so, uh, you know, and, and, and they act like leftists and they're kicking people out and, oh, oh, did you suck enough homosexual cock? Well, I don't know. You look like a person. You're not sucking the tranny cock enough, so we're going to kick you out. Okay. Oh, hey, tranny over there. Oh, oh, you write for an Antifa AIDS commie journal? Oh, why don't you come in? We'll give you credentials. Ridiculous. The main hall was only filled to capacity ahead of Trump's speech to the conference, but did not reach capacity even during speeches by... Uh, uh, Bukele and uh, Javier Malai. Well, look, people want to. People are there for Trump, and you're kicking out the base people. So this is what you get. I think pretty much everyone can see that he wasn't just the centerpiece. He wasn't just a featured guest. He was the conference, more or less. Yes. So how is that alienating? Anyway, whatever. Uh, and then other people spoke. Carrie Lake and Matt Gates. Blah blah blah. Another person said, "Why? Well, you could keep going with the Swartz guy. How about other people?" I understand the argument someone make is CPAC is supposed to be more big tent. If you like, you look back at CPAC even 10 years ago, there were more people. Yeah, because they've alienated a lot of different people, and it has nothing to do with Trump. That's the gayest shit ever. Many attendees dressed themselves in Trump-themed garb. Uh, excuse me. MAGA certainly exacerbated the problem CPAC already had. You know, isn't this a, really so you got Swartz and now Freiburger has a comment. Isn't this interesting? Freiburger and Swartz have comments. Oh, okay. How about a McDaniel? Can we interview a McDaniel? How about a Johnson? No, we got to. How about if you're going to interview a Berg, why don't you interview a Fagberg? Okay, at least make the meme real. Although that probably would be hard to find, even though that is a real... That is a real surname, Fagberg. That's fantastic. Anyway, uh, Farage said, I'm a huge supporter of Trump. I've been right from the very start. Yeah, Farage is okay. Bukele says, I prefer Trump. And then blah, blah, blah. And uh, so, okay, hilarious. So Match Lap sucks. He's very alienating of any sort of populism. Um... And uh, and they're like, oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> it's okay. All right. All right, fuckers. I hope uh, CPAC gets replaced with a non-clown show convention. Not, that's, not gonna, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Um, all right. So you got this dumb whore. And again, they're going hard on the Christians. Uh, reporter roasted after claiming only extremist Christian nationalists think rights come from God. That's like a baseline, basic fucking Christian belief. You might as well say if you believe in Jesus, you're an extremist, although that's probably next. Politico National Investigative Correspondent, aging, rapidly aging, eggless whore, Heidi Prisbilla, got roasted on social media Friday for saying Christian nationalists in power believe Americans' rights come from God. Prisbella said an extremist element of Christian nationalists in, in former President Trump's orbiter united in the belief that rights come from God rather than the government, and cite this belief to justify their opposition to abortion, gay marriage, and in vitro fertilization, among other issues. And the one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that uh, unties them as Christian nationalists, according to the whore, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, is that they believe our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from an earthly authority... <laughs> They don't come from Congress. Dumb bitch. Do you not understand anything? What kind of a retard would believe that our rights come from Congress? That's not how any of this works. Okay? Like, what is wrong with you? What a fucking retard. 
Anyway, they don't come from the Supreme Court. Of course they don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Yeah, well, that's that's what the founders believed. You, listen, whore, this country is simply not for you. That's the bottom line. You're in the wrong country. Okay, so I don't care where you go, but you got to get out of here. This is insane. You're a crazy person. You're trying to demonize and bring down the wrath of the Biden regime, which involves FBI raids, debanking, executions. The guy in Utah was executed, uh, the meme uh, uh, enjoyer. Uh, he was, they executed that guy. Okay, so you're trying to now focus that on Christians who already have been targeted. Right now, they're targeting like the really based Catholics. And they're, they've sent undercover FBI agents to like, I guess, I don't know, see, are you eating the, uh, the cracker in a bigoted way? You know, when you were, when you were uh, partake, what do they call that? The, the, the Eucharist? You know, you, when you were partaking, you look like you uh, maybe are a little racist. Hey, the way you were uh, partaking of the Eucharist, hey, the way you drank that wine, I'm, I'm beginning to think you're not sucking black people's dick enough. Okay, so now we're gonna. Now you're under suspicion. You're suspicious here. We think we got a bunch of racists here. Okay. Oh look, this this church has a white family in it. We gotta we gotta put an FBI agent on that one. That's uh, that's uh, white supremacy right there. The mere existence of a white family can't have that. Where are the black people that your daughters are fucking? This is an outrage. Okay, this is what they do. They're insane. Anyway. She says, the problem is that it's men. Men are determining what God is telling them. <laughs> Wade Miller, the executive director for Citizens for Renewing America, tweeted that Prisbilla has shown disdain for Christians. He says, here, MSNBC helpfully makes it clear their disdain for Christians in America. She says, if you believe that your rights come from God, you aren't a Christian. You're a Christian nationalist. Uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what they're saying. Somehow they seem to not mention that our own founding documents made this proclamation, as have most Americans throughout our history. The radical atheist globalists are coming to try to crush ordinary American citizens. Yeah, this is why you know, like, if we had a successful neutral situation, because we were sold on the neutrality. Oh, the government. There's no religion and had no one gets to do okay and i was like all right that's reasonable and if we still had that i'd be like yeah this is working out this is fine but what that was was subversion it was a trick from globalists to get in there and install their aids religion which is horrible okay so obviously if we are to exist someone's got to be in control and if it was the christians before and things were better than they are now well then it should go back to them okay that's it I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm married to this, but this is my leaning. This is where, you know, this is my position. I'm not a Christian, but, you know, the AIDS globalist religion is the, it's the, you can't even compare it to fiction. It's so crazy. So, you know, I, I just, uh, it's a hell of a thing. All right. So the UK government, they're playing this game. You know, they're like renaming the censorship board. The anti-disinformation unit and the government is like, nah, don't worry about it. Free speech, it'll be fine. Critics of the contentious and some would say unlawful work of UK's counter-disinformation unit are expectedly unimpressed by it getting a rebrand. 
It remains to be seen. It remains to be seen if the National Security Online Information Team will continue with activities of the kind that uh, highly likely got the image of the CDU so tarnished that it needed to be rebranded. But government officials continue at the same time to deny there was any wrongdoing. The controversy goes back to the heyday of the pandemic and censorship of COVID-related content. The accusation that continues to be rejected by the government is that individuals, including senior figures from across the UK's political spectrum, were targeted. And their online activity was first surveilled by CDU, which would then flag some posts for removal, merely for criticizing the government. But responding to questions about all this in the British Parliament's House of Lords, more like House of Gay Lords, earlier in the week, an official from the Department for Science, Innovation, and Technology, the parent agency, said there was no merit to such claims or fears going forward. The homosexual said, quote, I can confirm not only is this not the role of the NSOIT or the CDU to go after any individuals, regardless of their political beliefs, but that's never has been. But you're lying, homo. That's a, it's a, it's a, you're lying. Liberal Democrat Paul Strasburger continues to press the matter, specifically seeking answers about worrying overreach and why the government refuses to allow the Intelligence and Security Committee to do that oversight. Barry's response amounted to uh, claiming they will oversee itself. Um, anyway, so uh, look, they're doing this in every Western country. They're trying to stifle dissent and uh, censor the shit out of the internet. Hopefully they're not successful. In some countries, they'll be more successful in others. It's going to be important for sites like Rumble to continue to tell these governments to go fuck themselves, unlike uh, Elon Musk, who does seem to be going along with at least some of the censorship. So we'll see how that turns out. All right, let's get to some videos here. Here is the absolute cope. On MSNBC, after Trump destroyed Big Teeth Nikki Haley, and how they were—they're like, "Oh, this is bad for Trump. This is this is bad." I'll be back in a minute. One of the reasons we won North Carolina is a man named Michael Watley, who looks like, who looks to me, we gave him our endorsement, and he looks to me like he's going to be going on to the National Republican Party as the boss. Michael Watley. Where is Michael? Michael, thank you very much. And he's going to be working with Laura. And we may be putting Kellyanne in the group, too. Do we like Kellyanne? We love Kellyanne, right? But uh, you're going to do a fantastic job, both of you. We appreciate it very much. What a job he's done in North Carolina. Donald Trump announcing, I guess you could say, that Kellyanne Conway is going to be rejoining his campaign. Also, Michael Watley, who he mentioned there, is now poised to be one of a triumvirate of basically pro-Trump uh, adjuncts who are going to take over the entire institutional RNC, uh, Rachel. you can. There's been some back and forth about whether that's going to happen and how. Uh, it, it's been in the works now, and you can see Trump very focused on that for a bunch of reasons, not the least of which is, is the fundraising apparatus that is the RNC. Right, and the RNC's decision, consequential decision for that as an institution, as to whether or not they're going to put some of the funding, the, mon the money that they raise, toward paying his personal legal liabilities uh, and lawyers' fees, which, of course, is potentially an existential 
question for him. So yeah, he wants people named Trump um, involved in the leadership of the RNC and other people who he is hand installing there. You know, Nikki Haley was asked about this, Chris, um, just within the last couple of days. She was asked who she would choose to lead the RNC uh, and her response, actually this was this morning, she said it, quote, wouldn't be a family member of a candidate, which does seem like a sort of standard and not too, you know, a, a standard consideration and not too high a bar, um, especially for somebody who hasn't technically locked up the nomination yet. But for Trump to be ousting Ronna Romney McDaniel, for him to be elevating this North Carolina guy who is um, a stop the steal guy, who is a guy who, you know, be believes Trump's lies or at least is willing to um, take up Trump's Trump's case in terms of trying to overthrow election results and saying that the 2020 election wasn't a real election result. Um, and now he's saying he's going to bring Kellyanne Conway back as well. It's not exactly his call until he's president, let alone the nominee. Um, but this appears to have been some sort of announcement or at least a big focus group in front of a live crowd in South Carolina tonight to that being the new leadership. You know, one of the big questions on these nights that we've had throughout, um, is, and Lawrence, this goes to the conversation you were just having with James Clyburn. Of course, the way the primaries work is that you cannot extrapolate primary electorates to general electorates, right? So I remember, you know, sometimes people during the 2016, you know, Bernie Sanders won this group in West Virginia. He's going to be competitive in West Virginia. He's not going to be competitive in West Virginia. No, <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. There's a, there's a little bit of a caveat here with Trump, I think. And, 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 and Alex, your thoughts on this. Basically, that chunk of voters who are like, I'm not voting for Trump in all three of these states, how many of those are partisan Republicans who are just going to be like, I'm going to vote for the nominee? Or is there some signal about his general election viability that we're seeing in these states? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I am intrigued to that end by the exit polling we have to yeah. that question about his viability, right? And this was surprising. If Haley is nominated, how likely is she to beat Biden? 55% say likely, 43% say not likely. If Trump is nominated, how likely is he to beat Biden? 83% of these South Carolina primary voters believe he is likely to beat Joe Biden. I mean, and that is, you know, 30, no, 27, 28 points higher yeah. than Nikki Haley. And we should know that that's not what the polling not has indicated. Not at all. It's almost, the, it's the opposite in, 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 fact, in quite, some ways. quite re reliably, Ari. Well, it's very hard to get a job you've never had before. They always say, yeah. you've had it, that's the best evidence for it. <laughs> and so uh, I don't want to, you know, assume too much about any voting group. Uh, but the guy has been president before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah I, that's a fact. So <laughs> and he also you lost before. You remember that. Can we, yeah, lost. we covered that. So I do think that we sometimes are looking at this as if we're comparing two candidates or two Republicans or two whatever. And it's like, he was president. They have the idea that, well, he's won it before through the Electoral College. He could win it again. And it might come down to that. Well, let me, he, let me, he also has lost to Joe Biden before. Oh, you know what? Let me just play one voter here. Oh, wait, this let me see. Three. Uh, this, th I thought this thing this captures the thing you have to remember most primary voters are partisan members of their party because they're showing oh, yeah, up in a, in a primary. So most of them come home in the end, right? That's just what happens, and that's why you can't extrapolate out these, these uh, general results. And you also can't extrapolate too much about how they feel about the person uh, uh, they're, they're not voting for. Um, but um, Basically, we, we, we've, we've been out in the field talking to voters, and, and, and here's, I think, 
a sort of representative example of how they feel about yeah. the two candidates and why they want Trump. Now, this is controversial, but I did vote for Donald Trump. I like Nikki Haley fine. I just feel like that he might be the one to help us right now. I think Nikki would be a good president. Um, if she wins the primary and should win the election, I think she'd be a great president. I don't have any negatives. I just feel like he has maybe he could just jump in and do a better job right now. Okay, but Chris, she is one of the Trump voters who would take Nikki Haley. Correct. The voters to think about are the 37% who voted Correct. for Nikki Haley. Who would they... Okay, so a lot of those people voted for Biden in 2020. They hide that fact. They vote for in a general election. Lawrence needs to wait. I mean, this is like your sweet spot. How is Joe Biden so looking at this numbers, 37%? These numbers are disastrous for Donald Trump. <laughs> Okay, that's the reason I mentioned that the big forgotten number of South Carolina, which is Joe Biden getting 96%. Okay, that's what you're supposed to get. All right. And Donald Trump's not going to come close to that. Donald Trump's going to leave 30%, I don't know, 25%, whatever it is. Of 37%. Not yet. We don't know. We don't know what the result of this election is tonight. But it's going to be a very substantial number. It could be a third of the vote. He's going to leave that on the table belonging to another candidate all you need all you need is five percent right of the thirty percent but you're also ignoring all of the voters that joe biden has lost and that's a combination of people who are not going to vote at all who are not going to turn out and people who instead of voting for biden are going to vote for trump we're talking about a sliver yeah. that's all you need to not vote for Donald Trump of, of this representative kind of voter in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, in Georgia. And so th these are disastrous voting results <laughs> for Donald Trump in the general election. You set a record. Oh, it's a disaster. That's a, that's a disaster. Not South Carolina. He's going to win South of Carolina. But that voter in the Haley vote package is represented in New Hampshire. Is a lot of them are not real dummy in these other states and is represented in all the yeah, other they're a democrat gay op swing states wisconsin you need a tiny slice of them and ten thousand of them make a difference and they're also <laughs> anyway i i defer to rich barris uh you know so uh i if i if anyone has some sort of rebuttal to uh anything rich barris says let me know i'm not saying he's perfect and he can't ever get anything wrong but he's pretty good He's pretty good. All right, here is um, another hit piece. Oh, no, this is the, oh, he's going to be an authoritarian. There's no, no verse I, that means I, a I lot to you that you think about or cite? The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Even to cite a verse that no, you like? No, I don't want to do that. I mean, Old Testament guy or New Testament guy? Uh, probably equal. <laughs> Again, That's hilarious. It's 5 o'clock here in Washington, D.C. I'm Alicia Menendez in for Nicole Wallace. When Donald Trump was first running for the presidency, that is what we saw in his appeals to the religious right. Now, several years later, after having won over... But that's not... Again, again. He will not and is not for the extermination of Christians. Okay? Joe Biden is. Trump isn't. That's why they like Trump. Now, maybe there's some people where there is a religious thing, and I don't know. Like, when he's like, oh, I had a Bible, and my parent gave it to me. I, I don't, first of all, I don't know if that's true. I don't care what you did with your parents. None of my fucking business. I don't worry about things I can't control. 
Okay, so I have no idea. Now, there might be some people that were enamored with that story who are Christians, and they're like, oh, that's why I like Trump. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't care why you like Trump. If you like Trump, fantastic. But they keep pretending, oh, he he had sex with Stormy Daniels, or he the way he talks is very mean, and that's not Christian. That's not the calculation for a lot of them. A lot of it is. He's not for their extermination. That's it. It's very simple. Evangelicals and nominated three justices to the Supreme Court who voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. Trump is showing Christians he is still their supposed champion, but his approach has taken a much darker turn. Last night, Trump spoke at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, where he characterized the upcoming election in the starkest of terms, a battle between good and evil, a need for Christians to safeguard themselves against a wicked system. And then he revived rhetoric that last year had the hair on the back of the necks of authoritarian experts stand up. Oh, no. Authoritarian experts like Jason Stanley. Hey, where's that rabid homosexual been? You know, Jason Stanley, he's this really weird looking guy with curly hair and he's rabidly homosexual. And, and you might recognize him w with how he pronounces the word fascism, which I could not get to the level of AIDS to actually do an accurate impression. But you, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, where's that guy been? They bring on this, uh, uh, she's got like three names. What the hell's her name? The blonde whore, um, Ben-Gur, I don't know, something like that. But these people uh, are not at all credible. This time, the greatest threat is not from the outside of our country. I really believe this. It's from within. It's the people from within our country that are more dangerous than the people outside. We can handle China. We can handle Russia. We can handle all of them if you have a smart leader. But the inside people are very dangerous. They're very sick people, in my opinion, in many cases. They're sick. And just to be clear, he wasn't talking about himself. Now, we don't like to further amplify Trump's fear-mongering, but it's important context to get the full picture of his authoritarian ways. When Trump first made comments about the enemy from within, Ruth Ben-Ghiat, professor at NYU, there it is. Yeah, there she is. and is often on the uh -huh. show, said, quote, there are echoes of fascist rhetoric, and they're very precise. The overall strategy is an obvious one of dehumanizing people, so that the public will not have as much of the outcry at the things that you want to do. What Trump wants to do is win back the presidency and rule with absolute power. He believes the president can do whatever he or she wants. He has talked about weaponizing the Justice Department against his enemies. He's currently attempting to fight his criminal indictments by saying a president is immune from prosecution. It is an argument currently before the Supreme Court after a district court ruled against him in the federal election interference case, as well as defense he used in a filing just last night in the second of his federal cases, the classified documents one, saying that the decision to designate records as personal was an official act as president. With the 2024 race fully underway, we are seeing Trump's authoritarian bents become more and more overt and brazen. And that is where we start this hour with former Deputy Assistant Attorney General for National Security, MSNBC legal analyst Mary McCord. Also with me, Professor of Politics and Journalism at Morgan State University and an MSNBC contributor, Jason Johnson, and the founder of Democracy Docket and partner at the Elias Law Group, Mark Elias. A lot of friends with us at the table on Friday. When you hear all of that, Mary, which alarm bells go off for you? 
Well, I mean, this is classic him going out, him trying to pander to a particular crowd. And, and it's really, I think, offensive to people who actually are Christians um, mm -hmm. to hear some of what he says. Uh, you know, Christians Against Christian Nationalism is one organization. Gee, I wonder who runs that. Uh, maybe Democrat operatives? Some of you are going to say Jews. I don't know. I will tell you this, if that turned out to be true, it would be fucking hilarious. That would be, that would be insane. That would be insane. You know, Christianity is about... Would I be shocked? No, not at all. I'd be like, oh, okay. All religions. That's not helping. Saying this is the only religion. So he's he's not being true to the, to the you know, religious people who actually believe in what Christianity stands for. And again, it is that type of fear-mongering. It is that type of... Um, uh, just simply pandering to those we think he wants to hear that. To hop ahead, though, to um, his, you know, his motion last night on uh, uh, filed a similar motion to dismiss the Mar-a-Lago case, the classified documents case, very similar motion to the one that he filed in D.C., where he lost, where he said, I should be immune from criminal prosecution, from everything that I did within my, the scope of my official acts of president. In D.C., he said everything he did that had to do with undermining the election was within his official acts, talking to his Department of Justice, talking to state legislators, talking to Mike Pence. Now he's saying everything I did with respect to the classified documents was within my official acts because I made the decision back when I was yes. in the, the White House to designate some of these as presidential, rec presidential records. But notably, that would only help him for the classified documents offenses, right? Not the um, obstruction offenses, which there's oh, no Oh, by the way, just as a side, fantastic uh, Barnes uh, Viva information tonight. I was driving someplace before I uh, went live, and uh, so I had them on. This is if it's doesn't mean it's guaranteed to work out this way, but if I'm understanding what Barnes was saying about Letitia James, we have a possible all-time cell phone that could happen. So what he was saying was how it works in New York. And I'll say the same thing about Robert Barnes that I did about Barris. If you have any area, like, where, legally speaking, where he's been, like, factually incorrect, let me know. He, he seems pretty good, just like Barris. But anyway, so Barnes was pointing out that uh, the way it works in New York, apparently, is so you have the whole thing where, you, you know, the, the pervert judge gave this, you know, judgment of, you know, whatever, half a billion. And you got to do this thing with a bond. And, and then there's the whole thing with interest. But apparently, there's a scenario that could play out that if Trump wins on appeal, New York has to pay the interest. And and do you notice how? And if I'm if I'm misunderstanding this, let me know if you're if you're aware of the episode tonight. Because Latidia, I believe, daily is making a tweet, adding the interest every day. I and just a glorious fantasy. I had like a vision while I was driving. I was like, you mean to tell me there's a scenario where Trump could win on appeal and that fucking Admiral Akbar looking whore would cost the city of New York the interest? I was like, oh my God, please, one time, one time. What, that would be, that's a perfect ending. So now it doesn't mean it's going to play out that way. But if I'm correct, if I was hearing him correctly, and he wasn't saying that was going to happen. He was just pointing out the different things and how it works with, with all this. Because, you know, people like Pacman 
Farron Cousins, they're always like, oh, Trump's about to lose all his money. Yeah, that's not how any of this works. Um, and even if he had to pay, like they act like as soon as the judge hit the gavel, that that money comes out of Trump's account immediately. And then if he doesn't have the cash, then they just seize his property. That's just not how it works. Uh, he has 30 days to appeal. There's a whole process with the appeal involving like you don't have to pay the whole amount. You have to pay bond and whatever else. You have to find a company that's going to, you know, do it. And it's likely he will be able to find that. I would be stunned if there's no one that's going to that's going to do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that would be absolutely hilarious if in the end, this dumb fat pig with googly eyes with a 70 IQ costs the state of New York. You know, I don't know what the interest would be. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. A million? I don't know. It's, what, 60000 a day? And remember that smug video that Farron Cousin was making? I think we covered it stream yesterday, where he was like, oh, Donald Trump, uh, it's like $60,000 or $600,000, I don't know what it is, a day? And, and he has that smug look on his face. Oh, my God, please, one time. One time. That would be the greatest thing ever. That would really be one of the most satisfying outcomes in this whole thing, if that were to play out. But anyway, I don't know what the odds are that that would happen. It's possible, who knows, but man, would that not be fantastic? Say he committed those when he was back in office. But I think what he's trying to do here is get a different decision out of Judge Cannon than what he got out of Judge Chutkin. Maybe hoping he'll get a different decision out of the 11th Circuit. Maybe trying to convince the Supreme Court Keep waiting a while to decide. Uh, give me more. I just love how they. This is Mary McCord. She's number two on my list for arrests. If I had a top five arrest, assuming Obama and Hillary are. I, I just still think that's a pipe dream. Practical arrest. Normize and Mary McCord, and then fill it in with the rest of whoever you want. There's a giant pool of people to pick from. Adam Schiff, definitely top five. It's just hilarious. And they do this with Norm Eisen, more with articles, although he goes on CNN sometimes. These people are involved with these schemes to take out Trump, whether it's the Ukraine impeachment, you know, name, name one. And then they bring the people behind it on as objective observers. Oh, look at this objective expert. Or they'll be like, look at this legal expert who wrote an article about Trump's impeachment. Norm Eisen, ridiculous, absolutely insane. Time before you make any decisions about the pending the pending motion in the Supreme Court to take this case because look we need to let this percolate down here in the Eleventh Circuit. He's really trying to cre create his own circuit split. I don't think he's going to get it even if he gets a win from Judge Cannon, but I think he's trying to make this all look more uh, attractive to the Supreme Court. So let's tally it up, Mark. You have a perversion of religion. You have a perversion of. It's justice. not a perversion of religion. It's a key belief that you get your rights from God. That's a key part of their beliefs. You have a perversion of democracy. And it's I not think even the Jehovah's Witnesses, I've never heard the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're a cult. I view them a little bit differently. I don't even, I don't recall ever hearing a Jehovah's Witness saying you get your rights from the governing body. That would be if there was going to be a, um, <clears throat> a uh, usurping, because they're trying to usurp the rights and who gives you the rights. They're saying, either Congress or, I guess, Nancy Pelosi gives you your rights, which is preposterous. Even the Jehovah's Witnesses who, who put the governing body in the place of Jesus, they don't say that, but that is kind of basically, 
because you have to please them rather than rely on you know the blood of Christ for salvation. Anyway, they don't even they they believe their rights come from God. So I mean, maybe the, is there a Christian group that doesn't believe their rights come from God? It's just like you might as well just say belief in Jesus is is makes you an extremist Christian. Um, and but I guess they didn't want to go that route. That would be too, I guess. I don't know, blasphemous. And so they're going to just uh, pick one of the fun, one of the not. Well, it's two birds with one stone, right? You have the obvious fundamental uh, in the Christian religion, but then the founding beliefs of the uh, founding fathers, because so, they so they want to dismantle Christianity and they want to dismantle the country. Unbelievable, commies, amazing. And you had a right-wing conspiracy theorist at CPAC yesterday saying, I just want to say, welcome to the end of democracy. We are here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will endeavor to get rid of it. It's not even saying the quiet part out loud. Well, I, I, look, I, I wouldn't care if Pasevic, she's talking about Jack Pasevic. If he's being serious, I do not give a fuck. Like I said, if there's things that people say that you may find to be too far in one direction, I think the first thing to ask honestly is what is it that's causing the person to reach that conclusion is it something real or not okay so if if it was something not real that caused someone to reach that conclusion then you know that's kind of crazy if it's something real then you got to fix the real thing you got to you got to resolve the problem that's causing all of these different people to draw these conclusions but they usually ignore that with that said i think he was being sarcastic and he was mocking democrats Saying the quiet part with a bullhorn. Absolutely, and this is not just some conspiracy. And then they're bringing in Mark Elias, the hatchet man. Amazing. CPAC is the Trump convention, right? This is like you know the RNC and the Republican National Convention is all well and good, but if you want to know what Donald Trump and his supporters believe, CPAC is the blessed. It is the authorized vehicle for that, and so it is time for us to recognize that these are not just words. You know, when Donald Trump. Uh, uh, records a robocall or records a video for Ronan McDaniel of the RNC, he doesn't mean any of that. When he says these things to, out of his own mouth, to uh, the uh, Christian organization, Christian, uh, or, ta- or at CPAC, his supporters talk about doing away with democracy, that's what they mean. Yes. When they say that, they, that this is following up on January 6th, that is what they mean. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you see them try to make it harder to vote and easier to cheat in elections, that is what they mean. And they mean it because they are trying to, uh, to steal the outcome of the elections. They are trying to set up an excuse and a permission structure to engage not just in frivolous election litigation, like I was involved in fighting against for President Biden, but setting up the next January 6th. Here's the thing, which is I think often we focus on Donald Trump for, for good reason, because he is power, he is persuasive. There are people who listen to him. At the same time, the threat has grown beyond Donald Trump. It is not as though if he doesn't win. Again, there's no threat. There's no threat at all. This is insane. In the nomination and doesn't These win. are people that are your political opponents that are competing in an election. That's it. That's that's all. They're not a threat. In a second term, that the threat goes away because there is now a legion of followers who are not pro-democracy, who are actively talking about overthrowing democracy. And so in that way, that is what actually needs reckoning with. Alicia, the whole part about the sort of 
Trump rise that's always been problematic to me is that we don't spend, as you're pointing out, enough time talking about there's like 37% of the American population that's perfectly cool with white nationalism. Okay, so that's totally made up. Uh, and uh, the amount of Trump supporters is way higher than that. Fascism. Like, like, that's just completely made up. You just made that up completely. Can't do what he's doing if there weren't groups of people who wanted to sit and listen to this nonsense at CPAC. I could Who's talking about white nationalism at CPAC? You right if you got on stage at CPAC and actually started talking about white nationalism, they would kick you out in two seconds. That I want to create the dictatorship of Jay Sanistan. Okay, <laughs> and I can announce that right now. I promise you, no one is going to come to a conference to join Jay Sanistan because no one believes me. But I think you people, get like half a dozen I, people. I think I get some of my students. Yes. I think you know, maybe my mom, maybe my a half dozen of you. Half <laughs> dozen. Oh yeah. So, so that's the problem. The danger is that. We have a CPAC conference full of people who worship this man. He's at a Christian conference, and I want to be clear, a Christian nationalist conference. Yeah, right. I know a lot of Christians. There's probably Christians on this set. Those people aren't there, right? These people aren't talking about the Bible that I have any understanding of. And so that is what's dangerous, that we have an increasing number of people who are perfectly okay. What passage in the Bible would lead you to believe that the writers believed that your rights came from the government. Where, where is that? Where is that? Okay, including a crazy guy who got a canceled television show who was hanging out in another country who's basically saying if we have good grocery stores, it's okay to have a dictatorship. We have too many people who are saying that fascism is okay as long as the trains run on time. No, they're not. You're totally making that up. And that's the danger that Trump is. That's not a real danger. You're making that up. In our public discourse. The fact that he is pushing this immunity argument to me is all part and parcel, right? Because it's literally how it works. Presidents have immunity. A amazing. Because there's this idea of, I am greater. I am omnipotent. I can. That's not what it means at all. You're an idiot. Do whatever I want. And yes, that is. No, about he can't do whatever he wants. If he does something illegal, there is a process. If he was above the law, then there would be no process. But if a president does something illegal, there's impeachment and conviction, and then after that, indictment. Okay, so the, it, it, this the whole thing is just incredibly made up. Authoritarianism, it is also about sort of this idea of having a person who is called upon to be of service. Yeah, I think that's is he claiming, excuse she, I don't think she's a tranny. She's, she's uh, getting up there in age. Uh, McCord, I think, is a tranny, but... Uh, um, the uh, pedophile's daughter here. Um, this is uh, Menendez's daughter. You know the pet, the guy was that was fucking uh, 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 children in the Dominican Republican, and <laughs> the Dominican Republic. Anyway, um, I th is she making the argument that <laughs> Trump believing in presidential immunity is makes him think that he's Jesus? <laughs> I think that that a lot of the commentary on 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 this network and more generally in the in the uh, thoughtful media is about the impact that the immunity rulings will have on the trial date and that is not to be ignored but there's another reason why he is pushing so publicly Please. this immunity argument um, you know sometimes and I do a lot of work for candidates and well because it exists and it undoes a good portion of the uh, allegations against them know all of you have been involved in campaigns to one extent or another you know sometimes you want the candidate to run on a platform so that when they win they can govern on it and i think donald trump is also setting up a reality that he can say 
if he were to win an election. Look, I told you I was running on an immunity platform. I told you he's not running on an immunity platform. Immunity is not a platform. Day I announced I could shoot people on Fifth Avenue and and still get elected, and I ran on a platform. Yeah, but that, he didn't say that he could legally get away with shooting someone, like murdering someone. Of defying court orders, I ran on a platform of not returning documents that I'm not entitled to. That's a lie. He absolutely was entitled to them. I ran on a platform of having. There is also a good uh, uh, segment there on Barnes and Viva tonight talking about that as well. Sixers, uh, uh, you know, acquire that I called hostages, and I ran on a platform of being able to be immune and do whatever I want when I invoke, invoke the. Insurrection. But he didn't. But he didn't run on that. Act. There, but the Insurrection Act is a real thing that can be invoked. He didn't make that up. These people are out of their minds. And so I think it's very dangerous, not just because he's trying to delay his trial and all of that, but because he wants this to be a legitimized view. But it is, it is. You just don't like the guy. You know, they're like levers, the insurrection. That's a lever. You can pull as president. You can pull that lever if you want. He would have no problem if Biden pulled that lever. He just doesn't like the guy, you know who would be the lever puller. So now they're pretending that all those levers don't exist. If, God forbid, he were to be reelected. I don't appreciate being called myopic, but I will take it from you because your analysis is incredibly spot on, right? Which is we often focus about what is next, how this changes the timeline, in part because we want to see accountability and accountability is tied to the timeline given that all of this is proceeding in the midst of a presidential election. However, that said, I do take Mark's point and we often talk about how the arguments put forward by Team Trump aren't necessarily legal arguments. They are political arguments. I think- Team Trump or his lawyers? They always say his lawyers aren't putting forward legal arguments. That's totally ridiculous. We often say that as though they are political arguments meant to persuade the electorate. I think part of what Mark is saying is they are political arguments meant to lay a groundwork for future governance. I mean, I think that's true because, you know, Trump is out there saying in all of his rallies and all of his speeches, you have to have immunity to be president. You can't possibly do. Yeah, that's true. Literally true. What it takes to be the president. True. If you don't have immunity, Truman wouldn't have been able to drop, drop, drop the atomic bomb. And then, of course, he mentions other things that presidents have done in wartime and things like that, right? That we're, we're you know, uh, these, are, these are functions that are expected of our president. Oh, so they only get immunity in wartime? That's completely made up. That's as made up as the, uh, oh, there's a process for the president to declassify documents. I, I would love for someone, whether if they get on, I don't, I don't know if Sitch and Adam have ever made that argument. It wouldn't shock me. Because they make a lot of corporate media arguments. I would love for to see someone who's debating a destiny or any any regime defending homosexual, and see them bring up the process for the president uh, to declassify documents. And I would love the, I think the fancy boy term would be the interlocutor, the guy that he's debating, to say, oh. A process, is there? Could you explain the process? Could you show me what that process is and provide any evidence whatsoever that it exists? Oh, that would I couldn't wait for the answer to that. You know what you're gonna get with Destiny. He's gonna put his hands on his head and go, Oh, everyone knows this. I can't believe it. This is like the easiest thing ever. Oh, you must be stupid. But he's not actually going to show anyone because it doesn't exist.
And then in parallel, his attorneys are basically making the same argument, right? You have to have immunity if you're president or you're not going to do, be able to do any of the things that president needs to be able to do. And moreover, they take the next step and they do exactly what Donald Trump is also promising he do, which is if there's no immunity here, then this is going to start a cycle of retribution. That now that I hope, that I hope repeats with every single presidency well no i don't i don't need it to repeat in the future i need all of the past presidents to be prosecuted out of office the the new president per, persecutes his uh you know his the right you president. you you started that cycle president and and it's almost like that's inevitable. That's what's going to happen. And of course, that's all again, because Mr. Trump is saying I'm being persecuted, right? Well, he is. He is. That's correct. He is being persecuted. You're one of the persecutors. And and I will persecute my enemies when I am elected president again. He's been very open. Well, you would deserve that. Right? So interesting. I know that we are past the point of being surprised by hypocrisy, the irony, but that, you know, the supposed total projection small government party is now talking about and supporting a, a rapid expansion oh, yeah. of executive authority Only no, no they're not it's not an expansion it's simply they're arguing for what currently exists when it benefits them though like, bullshit projector that, that's only none of this has to do with the economy none of this is helping anybody with health care this is just i want to make sure i can beat up on everybody that i hate when i get back into office and i think the scary part to me is when i look at merrick garland when i when i look at our absolutely corrupted completely illegitimate supreme court that has three justices oh so there you go now it's okay for them to call uh, the institutions illegitimate when they don't do the things that they want them to do who shouldn't be there right now. And if we had a Congress that would do its job and wasn't completely dedicated to keeping this madman in some potential access to political power, they would impeach these people. We have too many. So now he wants all of the conservatives on the Supreme Court impeached. People in our federal government who do not recognize what the danger of this is. The man has basically said, I'm going to get back into office and I'm going to throw everybody in a gulag. Everybody who he did not say that. Uh, that would be hilarious. That would be exactly what you deserve. But there is, there hasn't been any talk about that. I don't like everybody who looked at me the wrong way. I'm going to throw them in a gulag. That's not what he said. And rather than the Department of Justice being more aggressive about these issues, rather well, than that's not real. You're you're demanding the Department of Justice be more aggressive on something that's not real. And this is after they've been super aggressive against people for political speech. Supreme Court saying, hey, I'm going to take this case right now and shut this down. Everybody's letting this stall. Everybody's letting this continue, continue. There should be no immunity for this. You can't have immunity forever. I, uh, Alicia, I again, you, you don't have. See, you're an idiot. You're conflating presidential immunity with an immunity for what you do after you leave office, which is completely different. You're just a retard. And this guy, I think, is a professor. Professor retard. 70 IQ. Amazing. I can't call shotgun in 1997 and always get in the sidecar. It doesn't but, work. But no one is no one is arguing that. That way, and that's essentially what the man is arguing. No, he's not. He is not saying that he's immune from things that he did after leaving office. And instead of people seeing this as an inherent danger, well, again, because it's not real. If you want people to see your point, it has to be something that's based in reality and provable. We have a Justice Department and, and, and we have a Supreme Court that are basically saying this is fine because we think we're going to survive no matter what happens if this man got back. I think office. there are also those, Mark, who would argue when it comes to the question specifically of the Supreme Court and immunity that they recognize that they are making a decision that is broader than Donald Trump. 
and that would be based on pretty thin case law. The, the stakes are high, and while you would make the argument the stakes are high, let's get moving, they would make you the argument the stakes are high, we need to get this right. I, look, I, I think to a point, sure, but I, I'd offer a couple of observations. The first is the U.S. Supreme Court moves very, very quickly on matters that it wants to move very, very quickly on. You know, there are a lot of, of men and fewer women, but but mm -hmm. men and women who have been executed um, uh, by by the U.S. Supreme Court moving quite quickly to ensure that they get executed. Um, we have seen the Supreme Court, when it wants to halt a expansion of voting rights that a lower court uh, orders, we have seen the Supreme Court be able to move pretty quickly in halting the expansion of voting rights. So, so you know, there is fast and there is fast enough. The second, though, uh, point I, I would make, uh, which really echoes uh, uh, Jason's is that, you know, there's a saying that goes back uh, several decades that the Constitution is not a suicide pact. Okay, we call these folks justices for a reason, right? Their job is to dispense justice and to ensure that, that the courts are not turned into a vehicle of injustice. And I think, you know, this is not aimed at any particular justice or, or even any particular court or trial court, but it is very important that the judges and justices who who oversee these Trump cases not allow themselves to become used and instruments of non-justice, uh, of injustice, uh, be, by lawyers who are willing to say and do anything, and by a, a, uh, uh, by a defendant, a criminal defendant in many of these cases, who's willing to define norms. I, I have been appalled, frankly, at the leeway that he has been given to attack the judicial system by courts that seem paralyzed courts that by the way so now now he's arguing any courts that don't rule the way he wants to that they're taking part in trump's assault against democracy uh, if you go down the street to D.C. Superior Court, are not paralyzed if there is a, a black man in his 20s uh, who looks askance at a bailiff uh, and, uh, on a drug or a petty drug charge and gets thrown in prison so, or gets thrown in jail for contempt. Right. I mean, this question all becomes bigger because we're asking, will these guardrails hold if he were to have a second term, right? So right now it feels like we are testing. Well, some of your guardrails are totally made up those guardrails and that is why there is so much attention energy uh, being spent on this yeah absolutely i mean he's you know not only has he been clear about what he wants to do as president in terms of being all-powerful and omniscient and untouchable. Uh, again totally made up but you know he's also telling us beyond weaponizing the department of justice you know that we're going to be having uh roundups of undocumented immigrants in the cities and flying them by well yeah how else are you going to deport them they have to be rounded up there's no other way you can't teleport them i'd be for teleportation if we could get you know the technology from star trek and maybe put it in a phaser and then just teleport them back to their country that'd be fantastic that just doesn't exist so you got to round them up and deport them military jet to, you know, essentially concentration camps. And, there's and some then U.S. citizens who oops, get caught up in the mix. That's, that's just okay. the way it is, right? Who said U.S. citizens are getting caught up in the mix? Who said that? And the playbook is there, right? And so we have to uh, call attention to it, but we also have to, uh, you know, steal up our institutions. And I know we can sometimes talk about justice moving too slowly. There's no question about it. But, I mean, the courts 
have actually been in these last several years some of our best places to go to ensure that the rule of law matters. I mean, Mark was responsible for so many of the cases, um, or defeating the cases uh, that Trump and his team brought after the last election, bogus, frivolous cases, baseless cases that were thrown out of court because, That's a lie. because the courts did the right thing. I mean, we can quarrel with some of Judge Cannon's rulings in the Mar-a-Lago cases, but, you know, the judges are, are, you know, they're getting to these cases. They certainly moved very fast in D.C. Supreme Court's taken a little bit of time now to make a decision about whether to take the immunity case or not, but they, they've moved quickly and they do seem to, they do seem to, and, and I would also point to the January 6th cases. 1,200, more than 1,200 cases that the judges in the D.C. District Court have had to um, handle, many of those have having gone to trial, many being sentenced. Those judges are coming out by the person and condemning what happened and condemning that people like Mr. Trump are calling them hostages or <clears throat> They are hostages. Prisoners. And these are judges that are appointed by Republicans and judges... Hopefully they let them all out and they put you in their place. ...judges that are appointed by... Democrats. I think it is why that there is an appetite to see that accountability get closer and closer to the inner circle. Mary McCord. Utter lunatics. Absolute utter lunatics. All right, let's see what we got next here. This is, they said, what are they, what were you doing? Oh, how dare you talk about J6ers as political prisoners? The injustices are breathtaking. And that's why our country is in such turmoil and people are upset. And the, the real heroes, uh, I think, and doesn't mean that no, let's just say, some of our real heroes were there on January the 6th, actually putting their lives on the line when they saw the police attacking the people. So that is a- Again, that is documented by video footage that happened. Panel at CPAC, the woman speaking is right-wing radio host Sandy Rios, uh, talking about how the rioters on January 6th, those are- Well, that's not what she said are the true heroes because they stopped the cops from attacking people. Why were the cops attacking people? Well, there was a riot going on, could be related. I don't know, we'll look into it. And look, by the way, cops can go too far. Cops can get too violent, happens all the time. We cover it all the time. Yeah, but when they do it against Trump supporters, you love it. If you believe that that's what was happening, that none of it was justified, feel free to make that case. They did, and it's on video. You just ignore it because you're a dishonest homosexual. Sandy Rios does not make that Closeted case. Closeted homosexual. What Sandy Rios is doing is what so many right-wingers have done over the past few years. Just try to, in an evidence-free fashion, by uh, That's a lie. Blatant lie. Acting what actually happened on that dark day, uh, imply that they were the true heroes. Rewriting history when we desperately need to understand that history to stop oh, it. Oh, we desperately need to understand the narrative. Well, too bad. From happening again. Now, for context, on that panel, you didn't just have Sandy Rios. You also had former Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Clark and uh, Jerry Perna, the aunt of Matthew Perna, a participant in the events of January 6th, who, and this is the where this turns even darker, tragically took their own life after being prosecuted for participating on the in the insurrection of January 6th. So again, not an insurrection. You can understand how she at least is going to take this very seriously, but this goes far beyond her feelings about her own family. Rios asked Perna if she was in contact with the families of other January 6th defendants. Perna affirmed that she did and said that a number of others have reached out to her about considering committing suicide. Quote, they are pushing these people to the brink of, un of insanity. That's true. Prosecutors are doing that and John supports it completely. And as we have said from the very beginning, 
cops can go too far and and you uh, support it in this instance when they're going too far uh, imprisonment is not what it should be in America. There should be no solitary confinement. That's something. Well, they put plenty of these people in solitary confinement. You are supporting it. That many of us at TYT have advocated for for many years. Uh, every yeah, but it, when it's your political opponents, when it's Mimas, you love it. Once in a while, Marjorie Green goes and says that these particular prisoners should not be in solitary confinement. She does not want to extend it to a single person beyond that. She's never said that. And how does that make, even if your, your uh, argument's true, how does that make you any different? The, what she considers horrific conditions for those who tried to overthrow the results of an election are perfectly fine to put on the backs of literally anyone else. I've not heard her ever say that. And that's where we really have an issue here. Do you? No, that's a made up issue that you're using as an excuse to go along with your fellow citizens being tortured. You believe that there should be consequences for illegal actions or don't you? Look, not every single person. False choice. That was near the Capitol on January 6th deserves to spend the rest of their life behind bars. And I'll remind you that generally the judgments have not been particularly harsh. Oh, uh, that's insane. <clears throat> this sick fucker thinks that the judgments have not been harsh. Amazing. But we also can't pretend that it wasn't what it was, that this was not a group of people who firmly believed the lies they'd been told by Donald Trump and right-wingers in the media. That if they get in there, if they disrupt the certification, maybe a couple of Congress people get killed, maybe a VP. And that, now you're just totally making shit up. No one ever argued that. He gets murdered, that Donald Trump gets to be their king still. Again, totally made up. No one has ever argued that. that is That's not even how it would work. Clearly what was motivating many of them, and the idea that they that should- That isn't clearly what was motivating them. You just made that up and pulled it out of your ass. It was it was it was sitting in your ass right next to the hamster. You should probably pull that out too. That poor hamster. God damn. Walk it. free because being in jail sucks. That's not convincing. That's just not persuasive. Yaz, what do you think? We might have millions of people watching oh, this God. show, but members now. Yeah, this millions of problem. people. And I think the reason why they have this here's the teeth whistler problem is because they are disingenuous. It's like oh, if you're a liar, the teeth whis whisperer thinks they're disingenuous. Right. You have to lie even more to keep up with whatever the initial lie is that you told. So if you pretend to have- She's got some solid crazy eyes. She's got the good crazy eyes. They're not like AOC level crazy eyes, but they're there. I'm sure she's a handful. A value system, when you don't actually have a value system, you're gonna run into problems when it comes to defending those so-called values. It's weird how I like some crazy eyes, but other ones I'm like, no way. Like, you know that crazy bitch with the uh, shit stained teeth in Colorado? the secretary. Now she's a ugly pig, but her eyes, let's just say, you know, that maybe let's pretend she was attractive, but those eyes, those are like, those are the eyes. Yeah, that's no good. I don't know. I don't know why, what the difference, it's just a bizarre, I guess they're too far gone in some instances. I don't know. It's, it's a hell of a thing. And it's going to be very difficult to not fall into hypocrisy. And I think the Democrats, at least the progressives, I'll say, I think we are much more consistent in our messaging because it comes from a place- You're not consistent in your messaging at all. It's a value, right? We, we understand the things that we're for, we understand the things that we will not tolerate, won't tolerate. And I think that's why you see on the Democratic side, if Joe Biden does something bad, there are not Democrats on Twitter 
saying, oh, no, he didn't actually do anything wrong. This is all Republican slander. The Democrats are probably the first ones to tell, maybe not the Democrats again, talking about progressives more specifically, <laughs> but we'll be the first ones to tell you, you know, no, that wasn't cool what he did. And yeah, there should be consequences for oh, it. No, we're not happy about how shit. he's handling this. We're the first ones to say so. Yeah, it's crazy because I'm actually hearing this woman call these people heroes is quite hilarious because I remember uh, the summer of 2020 when we had our, our great racial awakening here in America where people were pissed off about what the cops were doing. The cops specifically, um, I remember a couple of things. Um, all the hemming and hawing from right wingers, the hush tones about these best buys that were looted in CVS and it was the gravest thing that ever happened that people walked away with free Minute Maid juice. It was just terrible. Right? Keep downplaying looting, faggot. Right, and back then, the freaking cops were a sainted group of people amongst the right wing. Like, the cops could do no wrong, and anytime people opposed the police- yeah, no one made that argument. They were completely crazy and unhinged, and, you know, it was the worst thing ever. However, these rioters, these quote-unquote protesters, killed some cops. No, they didn't. So again, here's Waz blatantly lying in the most retarded low IQ way. Amazing in the process they killed zero cops so again you're just making shit up out of whole cloth damage all kinds of property and we hear nothing about it in fact i hope and i don't think this is going to happen i'm just saying what my hope is i hope if trump gets in and they truly prosecute regime media <clears throat> i hope they dig into the toilet don't just prosecute maddow and msnbc Go and dig down into the fucking toilet of the Young Turks. All of them. All these motherfuckers. Absolutely amazing. We'll see. Probably won't happen. We hear that these guys are heroes, and then again, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't seem to remember progressives being like, well, you know, these guys that looted in the riot. Um, if you know, if the police catch them, they shouldn't be prosecuted to the fullest. Okay, extent. now you're lying again. Uh, there was articles about how looting was okay, and that it was reparations. You're just again a huge liar. End of the law. Nobody said that. That's a total lie. A blatant lie. But yet here we are with these right wingers calling a bunch of criminals uh, the heroes of the story. It's just crazy how that yeah. works. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, I don't know that a double standard does exist between those two, but I would argue that sometimes double standards make sense when situations are not the same. I love Best Buy. See, he loves double standards when they I, when they benefit him. That's why I say you can't negotiate with these people. I think it's just, you know, you, you, they have to be fully politically marginalized out of society, legally, humanely, and politically. I'm not sure it's as sacred as the results <laughs> of an election. Theoretically, the stakes here are different, so our standards could be different. I'm not even saying they are. I'm just saying that they potentially could be. Um, but I want to, I want to zoom out for just a sec to remind people that what's happening at CPAC the attempt to rewrite what January 6th was is not is not a new thing. Like Donald Trump just earlier this month, uh, he, obviously it was him that sent the rioters there. He blamed- No, he didn't. The riot on Nancy Pelosi, or maybe Nikki Haley, he's not sure who, and suggested that the rioters were not in the wrong by insisting that quote, there were no guns. Correct. There were no anything except when they shot Ashley Babbitt. And, and they beat and Roseanne Boylan to death. This is the thing. Um, I understand that Ashley Babbitt is, is raised up as a martyr by all of these people. And it will never stop being weird to me 
that they are more mad at the people who are defending the Capitol as people were literally like World War Zing through the windows. No, they weren't. That's made up. Doors, including Ashley Babbitt. She was pushing through a window into a line of people who were holding guns raised. I don't know anything. Uh, no, they were not. No, they were not. Uh, they gave her no warning. Uh, so you're totally full of shit. Everything that happened about that, but it seems like a weird course of action. Well, because you're making that up. They're more mad at those people than they are at Donald Trump for sending her. Uh, again, Donald Trump did not tell people to riot. That's another blatant lie that you're telling. It is indisputable. It, it, it's, look, it's like when Shank says they're the most honest show. He says it all the time. If you have to keep saying it, it's the opposite. You're not the most honest show. It is, of course, disputable. If Donald Trump had not lied to these people. It's not a lie, though. The election was blatantly stolen. Ashley Babbitt would be alive today. No, if that jogger cop hadn't shot her, uh, she would be alive. She is dead because of Donald Trump. No, she, that's insane. Donald Trump did not shoot her, you fucking retard. Officer Jogger shot her. And people like him. And they're not mad at Donald Trump. They're not mad at no, any. Because that's insane. He didn't shoot her. You should be mad at the person that shot her without any warning. Of them even though he lied about the election. And no, he, he didn't, that's completely made up. He also, by the way, lied. I know the fact checking is utterly irrelevant in 2024. Uh, there were no guns. Well, except for the guns, which there were. Because Again, like I, this is probably the, the largest concentration of lies about January 6th in one video that I've seen in a long time. Because there were guns. In fact, January 6th defendants have admitted in court bullshit. to having guns on them when they breached the Capitol Bull and others- Absolute bullshit. Were around the Capitol. There was in fact a group of guys in tactical armor and AR-15s who confronted a group of cops. And so I get, where? Show me the video of this. Somehow lived through that experience. Show me. Are you? This would have been. You're not allowed to open carry in D.C. This would have been lead video from the coverage of January 6th, and they would have been like, "Why weren't these people immediately arrested for open carrying?" Again, the level of bullshit is incredible. And so that's not always how it goes when it's not a group of right wingers. And by the way, when they talk about there being no weapons, it was just a group of tourists moving through the Capitol. The Secret Service confiscated 269 knives. Or that's not a gun. Or blades. That's not a gun. 242 canisters of pepper spray. That's not a gun. 18 brass knuckles. Not a gun. What a throwback. 18 tasers. Not a gun. Six pieces of body armor. Not a gun. Three gas masks. Not a gun. 30 batons or blunt instruments. Not a gun. Including baseball bats and 17 miscellaneous items like scissors, needles, or screwdrivers. But not a gun, not a gun, not a gun. Why didn't they confiscate any guns? You're an idiot. But I want you to bear in mind that simply because some of their weapons were taken away, you need to bear in mind that these people were creative, lest we forget that they tried to bludgeon the life out of cops with Trump flagpoles and fire extinguisher. Not a gun. The fire extinguisher's made up. And for some reason, there's no talk of the, hero, the heroic cops defending our elected officials as the life was being beaten out of them. Again, uh, fuck those cops, and some of them beat Ashley Babbitt to death, so fuck them. With a flagpole with a Trump flag on the end of it. So look, I understand it's probably pointless. To it is, because you're lying and people aren't gonna buy your bullshit, and you've lost, you've lost the information war. All we're waiting to see is how much damage your side does on the way out.
try to wage this war to get people to accept reality? Well, again, if you want people to accept reality, you have to be offering reality but that's rather than AIDS. January 6th actually was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm just tired of this conversation. because Good, I'm glad you should give up. Give up, Teeth Whistler. It's been going on for three years, you know, and it is a bit of interesting political discourse because it's also consistent, inconsistent. And it's like what you were saying before, the Republicans have an issue with short term thinking. So they will say whatever they need to say. That is the most impressive. Absolute projection. And the most audacious at the moment just to get some clicks, just to get, you know, people riled up, right? They'll say whatever they need to say that's convenient at the time, and then they'll just go to lunch. I tend to believe, I, I don't I don't think that we should be, you know, punishing these guys outside of whatever the law is. But well, that's what they're doing. Whatever's and on you're the, supporting it. The books, um, we should be uh, prosecuting them to the fullest extent of whatever's Good. on the books. Good, I want you pros prosecuted to the fullest extent for whatever crimes they committed that, that i mean that's been my stance on the the entire thing me too um, um from the beginning if you committed a crime and you got caught they're taking you to court and you're finished and i'm completely fine with that me too we're on the same page jail for waz jail for teeth whistler and of course buddy all right let's uh move on here uh why right wingers Oh, here is Anna Kasparian, and I, I saw actual Justice Warriors video about this uh, earlier today. Uh, she, she's been pivoting on crime, but has a major setback here doing propaganda for when you talk about the identities joggers. of these criminals in question i also completely disregard from quentin lucas and any other official in kansas city that it's because they're minors because that didn't really matter so much when it came to kyle rittenhouse who was 17 years old lawfully carrying a rifle lawfully defending his own life against a white kid toucher and a white woman beater this week, it was announced that two men had finally been charged with murder in the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Uh, there was a shooting during that parade. Of course, it made headlines. Everyone was worried about uh, the perpetrators never getting caught. But two of those perpetrators have been caught, have been charged, uh, and they unfortunately allegedly killed a woman and injured more than 20 other people last week. But some conservatives are pretty furious that two juveniles that were arrested in connection to the shooting last week still have not been identified. Now, we'll come back to that outrage. You heard some of it in the clip we showed you in the very beginning of this. But first, let's get to an update on the new suspects. The defendants were named by prosecutors as Dominique Miller of Kansas City and Lindell uh, Mays of Raytown. They each face charges of second degree murder, armed criminal action, and unlawful use of a weapon, according to a statement from the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. It's believed that the shooting started after one of them got into some sort of verbal argument with someone he had no prior connection to. That is what they believe at the moment. Mays was the first person seen taking out his handgun. Miller is 18 years old, Mays is 23 years old, so they're both adults. And ballistic tests have revealed that a bullet from Miller's gun 
killed the 43-year-old victim here. Um, she was a DJ and radio host by the name of Elizabeth Galvan. And uh, she was at the parade on Wednesday with her family. And tragically, she lost her life as a result of the shooting. Now, both Miller and Mays were, uh, were shot and remain hospitalized. They each are charged with second-degree felony murder, two counts of armed criminal action, and unlawful use of a weapon. They are each being held on a $1 million bond and, if convicted, could be sentenced to life in prison. Now, separately, entirely separately, two days after the shooting, there were two minors who had been charged with resisting arrest and gun-related offenses. Their ages and names, to Dan Alosha's point in the very beginning, have not been shared publicly, uh, which is standard protocol when the suspect- When the suspects are black, if they were white, their names would be broadcasted everywhere are minors. Now, police have not clarified yet uh, whether there is a connection between the two who were charged with murder and the teenagers. Uh, but the fact that uh, these two minors haven't had their names released is what's causing a lot of backlash from conservatives. Last week, Ann Coulter, for instance, was among those who uh, speculated that race was the main reason why these individuals were not identified, that the identities were being kept private. And during an appearance on Bill Maher's show, here's what she said. If it were a white man shooting, we'd know who did it. That's how we know it's not a white man. I can tell you that much. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white man. Now, pretty much Jesse Waters also weighed in on this. So let's hear what he had to say. Kansas City says the suspects are minors, so they can't speak about it. Well, except the Kansas City mayor speaking. He's defending the suspects. Watch. I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness, and I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. Yeah, guys, guys, this is a very important thing. You're just not respecting the niggers enough, okay? So you really, you just, you, you really need to respect the niggers, especially when they murder people, okay? Okay, this is, the, this is a big problem. You know, you really, it's just, uh, oh, we're just surrounded with bigots. One dead, 22 injured, and the mayor is doing PR for the shooters. And the mayor just told us more about the suspects than the police have. They're minorities. We don't know that for a fact. But if they were white, I don't think the black mayor would be mad that they were called thugs. Journalists aren't even pursuing the story. These alleged Super Bowl parade shooters get better treatment in the media than the Covington kid. And then you have Kyle Rittenhouse who weighed in on the matter as well. Just a reminder, when he shot and killed two people during a Black Lives Matter protest in Wisconsin, he was 17 at the time, and we did find out what his identity was immediately. He says, I am trying to comprehend why the government was quick to reveal my name after I defended myself, but they still haven't released the names of the Kansas City shooters. Now let's get to the reality, because it turns out that there are different laws depending on which state you're in. And it's critical to note that the media isn't publicizing the names of the teenagers 
because it has a lot to do with laws in Missouri, not editorial decisions. So uh, defendants age 17 and under in Missouri are typically adjudicated through the juvenile system, which is far more private than the system for adults. Names of the accused are not released, nor are police documents such as probable cause statements. And a press release from the local family court division announced that the two minors were being detained at the juvenile detention center on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. And they also added that it is anticipated that additional charges are expected in the future as the investigation by the Kansas City Police Department continues. Pursuant to Missouri law, hearings are not open to the public as this alleged offense involves juveniles. This is the extent of the information that the office of the juvenile officer uh, can release at this time. Now the teens, could eventually be tried as adults and then have their names and identities revealed. But first, a judicial process to decide how they should be treated has to be undertaken, which uh, can take days or weeks. Now, in contrast, uh, the identities of Miller and Mays, uh, who are both adults, that was released immediately, along with the announcement of their criminal charges against them. And then when it comes to Rittenhouse, this is really important to keep in mind because I, I thought of Rittenhouse as well, but it turns out that Wisconsin has different laws. Under the provisions of 1995 Wisconsin Act 27, 17-year-olds alleged to have violated criminal law are subject to prosecution as adults, and juveniles under the age of 17 can be tried as adults when they are alleged to have committed certain serious crimes. In other words, Basically, anyone over 17 years old is charged as an adult in Wisconsin, and therefore their identity isn't protected the same way it is in Missouri. Um, and every state, again, has different laws on the books about the privacy of juvenile suspects. But more generally speaking, it is true that media tends, uh, is it true that the media tends to basically identify the race of white criminals more rapidly than minority criminals? Maybe we're going to get into that in just a moment. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> moment, but I'm going to pause for a comment from Jane. Maybe. Yeah, this is the world's dumbest conspiracy. It's uh, one of the most obvious things happening that's been happening. Of course, huge conspiracy, even though by the end of the video, they admit that it's happening. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know what comes after it's not happening. Of course, it's happening. It's a good thing which happens at the end of the video. Um, so they're trying to keep the fact that the uh, de uh, defendants here and the shooters, etc., were black. They're trying to keep that away from you. They've done that a million times, Cenk. But the two adults, we know who they are and they're black. So I guess that's a very, very poor conspiracy execution. But isn't it weird that in all those segments they never mentioned that the we know who the adult males are and they're black. So if they're trying to cover up the black people did it. Or migrants now, they, they do it with migrants. Migrants are to be protected as well. Why did they release the names of the adults? None of this makes <clears throat> any sense. Now, Cenk, well, see, the problem with Chank is he, he's either playing stupid or he is stupid. And he's probably just stupid. I'll tell you why they do it in one second. Uh, to Rittenhouse for a second, he says, I'm trying to comprehend why the government did this. Well, um, you should have tried a little harder. Uh, you could have figured out, hey, you live in a different state than that state. 
And there is no the government. This is not a federal issue. There are different state. Yeah, there's no local governments. For man. Yes. But of course. So yes, yeah, state governments, according to Chenk, not governments, not the government. She didn't bother looking that up because oh, you're not good. Right. Of course, he's the one with the problem. And I'm being very generous in that description. Chenk, no one gives a fuck if you're generous. Uh, I hope you get the worst of whatever's coming from the Trump regime or administration, whatever you want to call it. And uh, and again, legally, humanely, and politically. Okay, now, why is Fox News and all these right-wingers doing such a dumb talking point in the first place? Again, this is, this is the Sitchin-Adam tactic. So one of the propaganda tactics they, they use uh, is to just label something stupid. Oh, this is stupid. That's stupid. That's retarded. It's not, that's not an argument. Because it serves a lot of their purposes. No, because uh, they're is, racist. Hey, it's not us. Because now nine out of ten times. Well, most of the times it, it is not uh, white people. Sometimes it is, of course. And those people should be prosecuted and not protected either. But uh, a lot of times it is black people. The mass shooters. Are and what's going to be interesting to see is do the violent migrants that they're letting into the country, are they going to be able to make a run at the black male violent crime title. That is going to be a hell of a battle. I don't know. That's going to really be interesting to see. That is a heavyweight boxing championship, if I've ever seen one. For them, the right-wingers, right? Not them in particular, but I don't know. Uh, right-wing. How do you lay odds on that one? I do think the, the Zerg are an underdog. What kind of an underdog? Are they like a 3-to-1 underdog, 2-to-1? I don't know. It really depends on how crazy it gets. So they're like, aha, it's black people, it's not us, not us. Number two, they demagogue uh, against black people, all oh, criminals, criminals. Well, some of them are criminals, and the issue is you pretend that none of them are criminals. Whole life they've been doing this. And number three, their main th point, and their audience loves this one, is black people get special privileges. In some instances, yes. Us poor whites are the victims in every. In some instances, yes. Thing. But no, not in it. They didn't say in everything. You're just making that up. Those black people who get to murder people and then get away with it. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. I mean, they're not even, well, no one got away with it. They all got arrested. Yeah, that's the only part of the process. There's no other part of the process, Cenk. There's no other part of the process. But they're not revealing their identity, except they did reveal the identity of the adults. No, I just hate, hate, hate. Yes, hate. oh, they're just such bigots. That's what this is about. So I think that, look, in this particular case, the evidence shows that there are just different laws in different states. And that's the reason why, in one case with Rittenhouse, we knew who he was immediately uh, versus these two juveniles in Missouri. But I do think that there is a bit of truth in regard to, you know, I, I mean, I've noticed it with local news reporting where they want to be extra cautious. And so let's say a crime is committed. They go out of their way not to describe the race of the perpetrator who might literally undoing the entire video. Now, I'm glad you're undoing the entire video. But what you're doing is pointing out that this is not a conspiracy and and the conservatives are right they'll be um, at large. And so they'll give all these other descriptive, you know, uh, points that you can look at and try to figure out who the uh, suspect might be. But they purposely try to avoid race, especially when- oh, There you go, case closed. We're right, amazing. It is a black perpetrator. And I think it's because, and I understand why this is, they don't wanna feed into, in their minds, like stereotypes and things like that. Well, that's that. insane. That's completely insane. 
uh, look, if we're talking about, you know, uh, Lamar stealing $5, okay, whatever, $5, uh, stealing a Snickers bar at the store, whatever. We're talking about murder. We're talking about at-large criminals that are carjacking and holding people up, okay? That's fucking crazy. That's as crazy as you see in Germany where some of the citizens are so defeated that when they're raped by migrants, they don't report it because they don't want to be considered racist. Amazing. Utterly amazing. Uh, and so they try to find other ways to describe the perpetrator without mentioning race. I've seen that happen in local news reporting here in L.A. I'm guessing that is what they're looking You're at. You're guessing that's what they're looking at? That's hilarious. Of course that's what they're looking at. And it happens all the time. That, and that's why they have Some of these outlets even go as far as to blur the faces of the people involved in the violent crime. Unless they're white, of course, then, yeah, they'll show it. Have this feeling. But overall, especially when it comes to these high-profile crimes, I think that it mostly has to do with the age of the perpetrator, the age of the suspect. And I, I don't really know how to get around reporting on crime without feeding into stereotypes. But I do think that if there is a perpetrator... Why is that, uh, Anna? Why would that be? Why would that be? Huh. It's an interesting question. You won't answer that that police are looking for, especially if it comes to a violent crime like a shooting where someone has lost their lives, any descriptive elements that uh, the news can provide, the police can provide is critical because you want to rely on the community to help you find that perpetrator, to, to report that person if you happen to see them out and about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the evolution, like a Pokemon, the propaganda tactic of it's not happening or there's no evidence evolves many times evolves like a pokemon into well of course it's happening and it's a good thing yeah look sometimes the media gets comical in their attempt not to be offensive so have i seen some descriptions that are absurd uh tall dark complexion very very curly hair okay we got it dude okay and sometimes it's somebody use an offensive word and they'll say, describe it in a way you can't even figure out what it is. The word that is used about women in a context of blah, 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 and you're like, I, you lost me, man. Just, if it's that offensive, they got fired over it, tell us what it is. So we can tell, hey, should they have been fired or should they have not been fired? Anyways, so, but there's a very, very, very good reason why they're doing it. Oh. That's because in the past, oh. the media has been terrible on it. Oh, I see. So instead of just being accurate, the better thing to do is to protect black criminals. Oh, that makes sense. It's a good thing. That's a good thing, protecting black criminals. Especially local news. And when I was growing up, you'd see 24-7, black individual committing crime, black, black, black. Yeah, why is that, Chenk? Why would that be? Put up the face, etc. Then I found out later, it turns out that when they put up white criminals, which there were more of, maybe not per capita because of socioeconomic <laughs> situations, but overall in raw numbers, but when they put up white Then why would you bring that up? It doesn't even make any sense. It didn't do as well in the ratings. Oh my God. But if God. you had a black defendant and a white victim, that scared the bejesus out of their audience and got them better ratings. Oh, how dare you point out uh, black on white crime? For 20, supposed to ignore that. You don't want to be a racist. 30, 40 years in this country, 
media, especially local news, has been demagoguing against black people because it helped their ratings. So now, if they're a little over careful and tell us about how curly their hair is, it's not the end of the world. Oh, it's a good thing, Chank. It's not the end of the world. By the way, these are people, they, they are the saviors of the blacks. Liberals are the saviors of the blacks. They don't really help them, but they consider themselves the saviors, the white saviors. The white saviors, because a, a, a lot, a lot of victims of black criminals are black people. So you are hurting the very people you're claiming to be the saviors of by protecting people who are killing them, raping them, robbing them. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Whoa, man. Boy, what would black people do without white liberals? <laughs> uh, here's uh, David Pakman. Oh, here we go. Guys, the border crisis, don't worry about it because one of David's callers said, the border's not open. Oh, well, there you go. Case closed. Glad we got that resolved. Let's go back and talk to a few more people on our Discord. Our Discord is at davidpackman.com slash Discord. Let's go to, I, I never remember how to pronounce this. Is it Amr from Jordan? It's just A-M-R. Amir, what, what was the right pronunciation? It's I'm sorry, I can barely hear you. It's Amr. What, what's the name? I'm having such Amr. a hard time hearing you. Uh, okay, go ahead. What's on your mind today? Hello? You're on the air. I don't know if you had a question today. I can hear you. All right. Unfortunately, we're going to have to move on. That was. Why would you put that in the clip? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's go. such a passive aggressive gaslight to his audience. A failed attempt at a phone call. Let's Why would you put this in the video? It's like a quarter of the video because, you know, probably the last minute 30 is going to be shilling something. Go next to Ivan from Eagle Pass. Ivan from Eagle Pass. I'm so curious. Where is Eagle Pass? I, it's not a place I've heard of. <laughs> the newsman that covers the border doesn't know where Eagle Pass... I don't believe that for us. I don't fucking believe that for a goddamn se second, David. I don't believe that for a second. Look at this magnificent gaslight. Look at this gaslight. Where, where is that? Who? I don't even know where, where that is. Oh, this is fucking beautiful. Utterly beautiful. Passive-aggressive, faggy gaslight. He is an artist when it comes to gaslighting. All right. Unfortunately, we're going to have to move on. That was a uh, failed attempt at a phone call. Let's go next to Ivan from Eagle Pass. Ivan from Eagle Pass. I'm so curious. Where is Eagle Pass? It's not a place I've heard of before. Oh, it's so good. Ivan from Eagle Pass. Please accept my invitation to join the show. Got it. Hey, how's it going? I called last time from, from Germany asking about my brother. He's in the military. I don't know if you remember. I do uh, remember. 
right now I'm in Eagle Pass, uh, Texas. Actually, you talked about the the city not too long ago. Yeah, uh, but guys, he's never heard of it. He has he's never heard of it. Eagle Pass. How many articles that David has covered, that I have covered, have talked about Eagle Pass? Uh, you've got to be fucking kidding me with this shit. I completely, it's somehow been blanked from my Gee, mind. Gee, I wonder why. What did I say about Eagle Pass? Yeah, what could, what could you even have said? It was about the the razor wire uh, floating in the... Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like a consistent story that you've talked about a bunch. Of, yeah, you have no idea. The, yeah. the specific town is so secondary to oh, that story. Oh, yeah, that who knows? Yeah, I didn't know, realize. I'm sure. Town. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Been mentioned. So yes, being here uh, with all the, uh, the immigrants. Oh, you, you you almost you almost did a racism there. Oh, you can't call them uh, migrants. You got to call them immigrants. Um, trying to cross the border. You have to pretend they're legal. I don't know. It's weird. And perfect in every way. To hear uh, people, the Republicans saying, like, "Hey, uh, the the border is wide open." Well, I have friends and family that either work in one side of the border and well first of all this is what they did um when when abbott put up the uh the the wire so apparently abbott has uh, has had the national guard or whatever take over this part in eagle pass and they have secured it and then the corporate media people were like hey the border's not open yeah because they secured it you fucking retard not now. The whole border is. There's other parts that are open, but the part in Eagle Pass, it's insane to point to where they just put up razor wire and be like, "Hey, look, it's not open." Of course, because they are trying to stop people from coming in, and Biden's trying to force them to let people in. These people are the most disingenuous fuckers on earth. Live in the other side, and they just cross all the time, but they still have to. You know, make the line and check their passports. And so, so hold on a second. You just said they pass through all the time. And do all that. So, so wait. The borders not. They let everybody in, but the borders not open because people have to wait in a fucking line. Oh my God, these people are insane. Stuff and so it's weird how people here still believe some of the other. Yeah, I can't believe people believe this. Uh, lies. I can't believe everyone's not a retard like you, man. That's a hell of a thing. That they are being spewing so. Uh, yeah, I just wanted. To What's the lie, homosexual? What's the lie? Let you know about the how it feels to be back. Oh, how does it feel? Oh, let's talk about feelings. Home here after a while, and I thought that uh, the the people would be more aware of the political discourse right now. But actually, it's just it's weird to me how oblivious they are to some of the discussions. And well, a lot of people have their own shit to take care of, and they don't have the time nor the interest in paying attention to the things that you think they should pay attention to. They just take it for granted, whatever they hear. Uh, for example, one of my friends or family members from, uh, relatives from Mexico. I love when these lunatic commies, they all have family members that disagree with them. It's fantastic. Just mentioned to me like, oh yeah, I know that how immigrants are just coming through and they're gonna vote for Biden. I'm like, oh, hold on, that's not how it works. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, right. I mean, it's like they can't they can't even register to vote. This is like saying that, uh, oh, guys, murder's illegal. So don't worry about it. They're not going to murder anybody because murder's illegal. But how are they going to vote for Biden? Yeah, guys, how are they going to vote for Biden? It's impossible. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I told them my wife has been a resident for 10 years and 
uh, until she becomes a citizen, then she's going to be able to, to vote. Mm, yes, because uh, commies all follow the rules. Yeah, that's not how it is. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no. I thought it was weird. I don't, I don't really think that they understood or believed what I said. Mm. Right. Well, because you're full of shit, so why should, should they believe you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really uh, disappointing. People tend to not believe gay retards, so, you know, that's really your problem. You have to stop being such a gay retard and actually tell people things that are real, that can be proven. ...to, to hear. Uh, my, my mom has a, a friend that she's uh, very active in the, in the... For example, when, when there were all that stuff about a razor wire in the river was out, my mom said that her friend went out there with, you know, to make some noise about it and complain uh, again. So I'm, I'm looking forward to have a conversation with her oh, and see yeah. uh, if she's more aware of what's going on around mm. here. And uh, i probably just call you back and tell you. Oh, can't wait. I've only been back for a week, so I haven't been able to, to see the full scope of the sentiment around the area. But so far, it's been very disappointing how... Oh, gee, I can't believe the people who are getting fucked in the ass the hardest by the Zerg aren't going along with your narrative that the whole thing is made up. Oh, I can't believe that. That's amazing. People is just uh, not aware of what's going Next on. Next thing you're going to tell me is that you went into Gaza and the Palestinians weren't buying the Israeli propaganda about the war. Oh, I can't believe that. You mean that the Palestinians don't view the Israeli government as our parents and they're not appreciative? That the Israeli government lets them know before they murder a bunch of them? Oh, stunning. I can't believe that. But so your message is the border is not open, is the message. Exactly. Guys, a gay retard has, has gone along and called the David Pakman show, and he is assuring you the border is not open. Okay, so you don't worry about it. Uh, here. Call up the family of the dead girl who was just murdered by one of the Zerg. Just let them know, guys, there's no problem here. A gay retard just called up David Pakman. And he's down in Eagle Pass. Okay? And he says there's no problem. So what are you, what, what are you complaining about? And, and what are you, a bigot? He's like a conspiracy theorist. town called Piedras Negras. Oh, and, that's uh, a great name for a town. You almost said nigger on the David Pakman show. Oh, by the way, there was another video. Oh, I have to put it. There was another video... There is a video out there. So people have shown me a video of from many years ago of David Pakman quoting this hilarious old man who was talking shit about like everybody. And so David just repeated cuz this was this was pre-clown world and David was still a liberal homosexual, but he wasn't as AIDS infested as he is now. And he did have a sense of humor. And so did his producer. And his producer was a rabid homosexual, but they at least had a sense of humor. So he's, he's, he's repeating the naughty words that this guy said. Well, anyway, I found this other video the other day where it's the same thing. And his producer, not Pat, this was pre-Pat. I don't remember what the uh, homosexual's name was before Pat, who looks like Sally Cohn. But anyway, so David lists all these, like, you know, things that the guy, that another guy said. And of like a long list of racial epithets. And then his producer, in a joking way, said, well, what about... And then lists a whole bunch of racial epithets, including Zipperhead. And I was like, look at that. David Pakman and his panel are actually having a good time laughing at a story. Liberals aren't allowed to do that anymore. Back then they were allowed to do that before Clown World, but now they're not. 
Okay, so it's really fascinating that, uh, you know, David, David is, there are videos of David Pakman saying faggot and nigger and kike and everything else and zipperhead. Who's the zipperheads? Is that the Chinese, the Vietnam, the Vietnamese, the Vietnam, <laughs> or the, the, or the, Ch uh, I don't remember. I think it's the Japanese. I think. I don't remember. That's a pretty funny one, Zipperhead. You don't get a chance to use that a lot. Of uh, course, it would probably help if I knew which group that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to make a line. I had to pay the toll. It's not open. I see a lot of uh, soldiers, actually, by the border. They do have a higher or better, uh, you know, they, they put up some more walls uh, around it. It looks flashy in the news, but it actually seems pretty flimsy once you're up against it. And what, but, uh, do you, um, what do you do in that town when you go over there to Mexico? Well, I imagine he goes to the bathhouse. That's probably his first stop. You do. I just visit family. I just, you know, eat uh, with my friends. Cock. Just going, uh, eat a lot of cock. To, ass. to see the family ass. I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Trying to be here as much as possible uh -huh. with them. And, uh, you know, uh, go out and eat tacos. Ass. All the good stuff. And um, when you come actually, back to the U.S., is there a very long line? Yes. Yeah, yeah, guys, if there's a line, it means everything's fine. The weekends, uh, you can wait two hours just to to get seen by the the agents there to check your passport and ask you, are you wow. bringing from from Mexico? Just like you do when you come from uh, from you know on an international flight. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah is this? Mm-hmm. All right, Ivan. Well, All right, gay retard. Thanks for calling. And uh, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, border crisis solved. A gay retard said a thing. I mean, what more evidence do you need? What more evidence do you need, guys? All right, let me uh, read some super chats. We're taking them on Streamlabs. Link in the description. We're also taking them through um, Entropy. And we're also taking Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also on the bottom left of the screen, uh, we are, I think, at 33 out of 50. So we're, we're more than halfway there. We're trying to get to 50 new subscribers, and that is because YouTube banned the Soft Gentleman's channel, and with it, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which was the membership thing. And that was about 25% of our monthly income, so we're trying to get that back. If you want to help us restore the bathhouse, uh, you can go to Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or you can click the red subscribe button on Rumble. And my understanding is Rumble does not take any percentage out of the memberships for the remainder of the year, so good on them for that. Also, you can download the, uh, the writings of my homosexual Democrat brother. It's a guide on how to be a virtuous liberal. It's called What a Bigot Would Say, and it is in the uh, Rumble description it's about the fifth or sixth one down. You can download a PDF for free. It's a guide on how to be a good liberal. Very serious. Very serious business. Also, I wrote a guide on propaganda tactics that the corporate media uses. You can also download that uh, as well. Okay. Let's see. Silky Johnson said... Uh, oh, one other thing. Uh, I forgot. Housekeeping. I, they call this housekeeping, I think. I've heard people use the term. It's fine. Um, there's a new show called The Hard R Hour. There's about six episodes. It, it, it is in the evenings on uh, Monday and Wednesday. I try to shoot for 7.30. The rendering uh, uh, 
it takes a while. It, it I am live at the end of it to read super chats, but a lot of it because there's a lot of like uh, clips and things, so I just like pre-record it. But it but it runs live and I'm live at the end. But anyway, that show. If you want, a, if you like different formats, um, as far as like quicker segments covering uh, more topics in like a condensed period of time, also with like random palate cleansers. Um, uh, that is on BitChute, bitchute.com slash hardbastard. It's on Rumble. It is on the uh, Twitter archive, at LiveHNN. And uh, that is uh, the first six episodes are available. And then the next one will be uh, tomorrow night. Okay. Silky Johnson says, uh, HB, uh, what was that TYT asshole talking about in that video you covered yesterday when he said something about Trump taking money from veterans? I remember hearing that, just don't remember the details of it. It was a gay op from really early on, I think, either during the very beginning of his presidency or maybe towards the tail end of the primary it was it was a long time did i cover it or was that before i had a channel all i remember they lied about um they said trump never gave the veterans any money it was a lie he had a press conference and i had there's a clip in a hard r our episode that just recently aired where he's talking shit to the media where they're like is this what it's going to be like and he was like yeah this is what it's going to be like especially when you like make up stories it's a pretty good clip but uh yeah it was one of their uh one of their gay ops that uh he called them on um silky also says you think the teeth whistling whore can play songs on her teeth while sucking dick that would be a talent like, she figured out a way with the cock in her mouth and the air coming in and out to play your favorite songs. Like a jukebox. Like a cock-sucking jukebox. That'd be a hell of a thing right there. Honestly, she's probably a dead fish when getting fucked. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I, it's just, uh, you know, shame is not a way to find that one out. Silky also says, uh, oh shit, that's a great point, HB. How will the violent niggers, again I'm quoting, react to the violent zerg coming into their areas? I mean, it's a self-correcting problem. We'll get glorious footage of the filth killing each other. I wonder what side the media will take. That's a good question. I don't know. I think if, I think if the criminal element that already exists uh, in uh, places like Chicago goes to war with the, with the Zerg, I don't think they'll like that, the Democrats, because they want the Zerg and the criminal blacks to team up and go after um, the citizens. All of, I really think they've declared war on all citizens. I mean, they just, it's just wild that they've sent illegals to Chicago right before an election. And now, I'm telling you, you see these town hall meetings that the Chicago residents have, and they're 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 like based on immigration. They're like, get these people out of here. We don't want them here. They're here illegally. The citizens should come first. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's right. And uh, it's interesting. By the way, one guy I forget his name. Some guy just died, and I think it's weird. I think he was a Democrat, but the guy has some hilarious clips. There's this black dude in Flint, Michigan, with some of the best fucking town hall clips of all time mocking the shit out of people 
and you know, like uh, hilarious. He he passed away. I forget his name, but I saw uh, that he passed away. I'll have to, I'll put some of his clips in the uh, hard R hour, uh, um, whatever you call those clips or bumpers. And uh, man, that dude was hilarious. I still think he was like a liberal. Uh, Why? Well, man, that's pretty obvious. But uh, just uh, seemed to be. He just talked mad shit. It was pretty funny. Mojack420, and again, I'm quoting, <clears throat> let's talk about the stereotypes of niggers. Uh, actually, let me uh, move. Hold on a second. Hold on. One second. It's like a thing over the word. I can't. What the heck? Okay. That is weird. Okay. Hold on. I still. I'm going to have to come back to this one. Hold on. What the heck? That is like. Why am I... Okay. Anyway, I, I got it. Okay. Quote. Let's talk about stereotypes of niggers in tennis shoes. Did Trump talk about looting Foot Locker but uh, leaving the bookstore untouched? <clears throat> Quote. Nigger faggot, um, goat fucking rat, ragheads, wet backs, dirty kikes. Unquote. All right. Well, there you go. That was a hell of a close right there. Yeah, I don't think Trump touched upon that. That's a, it's a good question. I don't think Trump touched upon that, though. Extraordinary Jackson says, Hey, bigot, don't pay attention to the majority that won Trump the primary. Pay attention to the gay minority that voted for the bitch that lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's incredible that this is, what, the second time Trump broke a record where they're like, oh, this is horrible for Donald Trump. Extraordinary Jackson says, Isn't a God-given right the same as an inalienable right? Are these people now coming for John Locke's scalp? I wouldn't be surprised. This is basic enlightenment, enlightenment shit. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. Mojack420 says, Obama executed an American citizen without any due process. They never talk about that, so I guess presidential immunity was a thing. Qualified immunity is used by the government all the time. Yeah, they're, they're just, they want to just get rid of it for Trump so they can prosecute over this. And um, if they're successful, I hope it opens up a can of worms and they do go after Obama for that. That would be uh, pretty funny to watch them uh, navigate that. Um, all right, I'm going to come back for the uh, breaking news. Let's do a couple more videos here. We have uh, David was asked, will he cry when Trump wins in November? I don't think he'll cry. I think David. Uh, I think David will think about uh, maybe fleeing to Israel if he thinks it's going to get crazy enough for regime media. He's talked about that. That's not me saying that. He said that. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. And then here's a caller. A whole bunch of people in his audience called him out, and then he gaslit them and was like, "I never said anything like that. Please criticize me for something I said." Still is misunderstanding me is asking if I will cry when Trump wins in November. David Pinocchio, hack man. What are you going to do when Trump <laughs> wins the election? Are you going to mm. be crying? Are you going to be peeing in your pen, sitting in your safe space? Right. Crying? I'm sure you are, because that's all you do. Oh, I thought he was going to say, are you going to come? That's the meme. Are you going to cry? Are you going to piss your pants? Are you going to come? I think that's a meme. He should have said that. Anyway. 24-7. So pathetic. I'd hate to have a life like yours. 
spit on a whim just to try to report on another false misinformation. There's such a piece of shit. That's true. Misunderstanding. He, he is a piece of shit. I rewound that by accident. But what, but let's listen to the call again. That was a great call. Me is asking if I will cry when Trump wins in November. David Pinocchio hack man. What are you going to do when Trump wins this election? Are you going to mm. be crying? Or are you going to be peeing in your depends, sitting in your safe space? Right. Crying. I'm sure you are, because that's all you do 24-7. So pathetic. I hate to have a life like yours. Sit on a whim just to try to report on another false misinformation. There's such a piece of shit. Misoformation. These people don't get it, you know? Uh, no, I think he gets it. He has you pegged. He has you pegged. If Trump wins... I'll be fine because I live in a blue state and more than likely the show will explode. That's the reality. I've said it before. I think Trump's bad for the country, but he's great for shows like this. If Trump wins, we will probably have an insanely good four years from a business perspective. That's true. But guess what? Are you ready for this? This is this is satisfying. That's all true. And you're you're going to be very wealthy. You're already very wealthy and your show will blow up. But you know what you got inside you, you fucking faggot? Spike proteins and a fuck ton of them. So you're probably, you're not a person. You know, like how this guy was like, I wouldn't want to be you. But David's wealthy and a lot of people would want to trade places with him because he's wealthy. And you can even put aside the fact that he's a sociopathic liar. And some people wouldn't want to take his life uh, for that. Some people would for the money. However, even if you put aside the fact that you have to be a liar to be David Pakman, what sane person would trade spaces with a guy with a fucking gorillion spike proteins running around his body? <laughs> David is on borrowed time, ladies and gentlemen. But I still don't want it. I'd rather have the business not do as well, but not have an authoritarian lunatic as president of the United States. So well, if he's going to be an authoritarian lunatic, then you won't be fine if he gets in the office. So it sounds like you don't even believe your own bullshit, David, which is not surprising. Will I cry? I mean, no, I'll be fine and the show will do great, but it will be upsetting because so many others are going to suffer. Imagine I care about what the impact will be on the country and on. No, you don't. That's totally ridiculous. Other people. If it were about me and me alone, sir, I would cheer if Trump were to win. But it would be so bad for so many people. We have a fantastic. Yeah, I don't think uh, anybody would want to take your place if they knew how many spike protein you had um, running around inside you. Here, here we go. Cash strapped Trump booed during gold sneakers announcement. Again, totally made up. Now we played. Okay. We played all the videos multiple times, uh, and then uh, I, I think M Michelle uh, submitted a video where the crowd was literally loudly yelling, "We want Trump!" Okay. So this is a completely made-up narrative. Um, what they're doing is they're taking portions where, of course, some people boo and they're pretending everybody booed and he was booed off the stage and it's totally made up. So we're going into this cold. I haven't seen this yet. 
He went to SneakerCon, Trump did? Let I me guess. get this straight. You haven't seen it, but you but you have your narrative and talking points. That's a interesting admission. I don't know. He wants some fresh kicks. He doesn't strike me as a sneaker guy. But Pennsylvania is important, so... Um, so I guess this is the event in Philly, and he's trying to sell a new Trump product, and he gets some booze. Wow. So now they are starting the uh, video after the crowd was like, uh, fuck Joe Biden. And of course, again, and before he went on stage, the crowd was yelling, we want Trump. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this world. Thank you. Thank you. So, so the really nice thing is we have lines and I want to thank Chase and I want to thank Alan. He dropped $400 gold sneakers and he's trying, this is, if he picks Tim Scott and he's doing a gold sneaker line, this is his black outreach, right? right. Like he's trying to get in on yeah, the don't, kick. Don't do Tim Scott. Uh, I, I think Vivek would do better it, it going into black communities and trying to talk people better than Tim Scott. Tim Scott is a politician. He's a robot. Fuck that guy. Next thing. That's going to be what but the Republicans think counts as appealing to black people. Um, it's that's funny. It's um, it's called Wait, never it's a Kith exclusive. Never surrender high top is what it's called with matching gold laces and an American flag on the collar and an embossed T on the side. According to The New York Times, Two low-top sneakers in red or white are on sale for just under $200, as, as well as $100 Victory 47 fragrances. The shoe just <laughs> sold out hours after their launch, Axios, uh, launch, Axios oh, reported. So, I mean, they don't look great. I wonder who the generic manufacturer is, because you know, like, Nike or Adidas or Puma is not getting on board with giving them the, the shoes that they need. Oh, yeah, those are ugly. Oh, the gold with the American flag in the background. My goodness. Oof. I, I've... You're, you like sneakers. You I like do sneakers. like sneakers. I just bought a new pair of the Aunt Edwards ones, um, uh, which I love. Mm -hmm. um, I have never wanted to see sneakers worn in the wild so badly and the type of person that is going to wear these things out well you're gonna have I mean, to go to a fergaccio blow concert or whatever that's well maybe i was gonna do that anyway <laughs> i forgot i'm sorry to give out your assassination coordinates <laughs> um yeah that's um that's an ugly sneaker it really is four hundred dollars for that huh i buy a playstation instead i would too i would too um uh, but you're probably gonna buy xanax and wine I mean, he did that in Philly, so that's not that, those are that's one of the places where they were uh, stealing all the Trump ballots and putting in Biden ones. If you know what I mean. I can't wait till Trump is trying to hype beast his way to like four extra percentage points um, with black voters in a specific district. I mean, why why wouldn't you do that though? Get as many voters as you can. Yeah, and he missed an opportunity to sell DeSantis stilted ones for the. Wow, yeah, exactly. There should have been some sanctimonious. There should have been a sanctimonious line. Yes, and then it just it's just women's high heels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. All right, let's go to the uh, homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice. So so here's where uh, I've said this before. <clears throat> 
I would prefer to live in a society where you have the First Amendment. So, Ricky Vaughn does not in any way get prosecuted because what he did is protected by the First Amendment. That's a normal, sane society. But it doesn't look like we're in that society. We're in a society where, for one side, satire and jokes are out the window and you can be prosecuted. So if that's the society we're going to be in, then John Oliver needs to be prosecuted for trying to bribe Clarence Thomas. So John Oliver um, did this I'll be back funny in a minute. segment here where he, he's going to offer Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas $1 million a year to resign from the court. And of course, if he does it now, Biden would get to pick his replacement. And so that's, that's why he's uh, sort of imploring him to do it. Let's watch and then we'll discuss. Stripping away women's rights to hearing January 6th cases you definitely shouldn't be hearing to potentially helping roll back decades of federal regulations. And you deserve a break, you know, away from the meanness of Washington. So you can be surrounded by the regular folks whose lives you've made demonstrably worse for decades now. And the good news is, I think we can help you there because since your favorite mode of travel might be in need of an upgrade, we are excited to offer you <laughs> Brand new, top-of-the-line Prevost Marathon motor coach. So for those of you who don't know why he's showing an RV and saying we'll give this to you is because there was a big story, I think it was from ProPublica, which found that, was it Harlan Crow, some billionaire goon Republican gave Clarence Thomas an RV. Gifted him an RV. Gifted him many other things too. I think private, private jet flights and time at, uh, it was either like a luxury condo that he owns that's a vacation home or at some sort of resort. Like there were all these different things that Clarence Thomas was getting as gifts. And Clarence Thomas would go to these uh, billionaire club events and basically tell them like, man, th this shit is crazy. I don't get paid anywhere near enough and I might step down from the court if I don't start you know, doing better financially. And then they started showering him with a tremendous amount of cash and gifts. And so that's why he's... He's uh, offering him a new RV, a more expensive RV, to try to get him to step down. This beauty, Clarence, it's worth $2.4 million. Mm. And it's got a full bedroom. Yes, that is a king bed. One and a half baths, a fucking fireplace, four TVs, a washer dryer, and, and I quote, a residential-sized fridge. And if you're thinking, what will my friends say if I take this offer? Will they judge me as they sit in their boardrooms and mega yachts and Hitler shrines? Will they still <laughs> treat me to luxury vacations and sing songs about me off their phones? Well, that's the beauty of friendship, Clarence. If they're real friends, they'll love you no matter what your job is. So I guess this might be the perfect way to find out who your real friends actually are. So that's the offer. A million dollars a year, Clarence, and a brand new condo on wheels. And all you have to do in return is sign the contract and get the fuck off the Supreme Court. <laughs> Talk it over with your totally best friend in the whole world. Because the clock starts now. 30 days, Clarence. Let's do this. So uh, you guys are, are not going to believe this, but there are people on the right who are feigning outrage over this. Be like, oh, my goodness. 
Somebody go arrest John Oliver. He just bribed somebody on national TV. I'm not kidding. People are actually saying that. People are actually making that. Yeah, because they're pointing out that your side does shit like that all the time. So if those are going to be the rules, lock John Oliver up. That argument and trying to use it as a gotcha against the left. Look at them doing corruption, political bribery. Okay, do you idiots not understand any of the context as to why he's doing this joke? Yes, you have made up bullshit that he is exceptionally corrupt because you just want to remove him from the Supreme Court because he rules in a way you don't like. Yet the whole point was he's been so corrupt. That's completely made up. For so long, he's taken <clears throat> so many bribes. Totally made up. This is a completely made up narrative. For so long, and the evidence is as high as Mount mm, No, it isn't. Everest, that John, John Oliver... Your level of homosexuality is as high as Mount Everest. It's like... Well, if there's going to be no accountability and no consequences and no legal challenges for any of these things that we already know is that are completely made up for fact happened. Uh, no, uh, made up that were corruption and bribery and total bullshit. This is no different than when they label stuff that Trump does fraud. That is not in fact fraud. It was illegal and he crossed 78 different lines. Okay. Well, totally made up. Then why shouldn't I do the same thing? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing on national TV and say, okay, well, whatever they're going to offer you, we're going to offer you more because of the tremendous amount of damage that you're doing. And then Clarence Thomas responded. What did he say? Oh, God, I just saw it before I came on air, but my brain is jello. I think he said something like, um, I'll retire when I'm at as bad at my job as the media is at theirs. He said something like That's that. That's a great clip. That's funny. I put that in one of the uh, uh, bumpers for... Um the hard R hour, because uh, he says that it's a great line, and then the way he laughs was fucking hilarious. I, th I love that clip. That. Which is supposed to be like, oh, he got him. He, he got did you get guys. him. Clarence, I got terrible news for you. If you have to retire when the media is as bad at their job as you are at your own, or no, or it's vice versa, whatever, you should have retired on day one. But he, well, that doesn't make sense. If you, why would you retire on day one? You, 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 you don't even establish a record. So how would you measure whether or not he did a good job? That doesn't even make any sense. You should have retired on day one. Does cocksucking lower your IQ? Is there any research on that? Is there any academic literature on uh, rabid homosexuals just guzzling cock and it actually lowering their IQ? I don't know. I have no idea. He's the biggest hack in, on the court. Oh, There's okay. no doubt about it. Yeah, Back mm, when yeah no Scalia, doubt about it. He was on the court. He would just, like, copy-paste whatever the hell yeah, Antonin Scalia okay. said. Well, that's pretty, pretty He's good. He's like, what sort of federalist society, small government, bullshit, far-right nonsense am I going to sign on to today? Oh, destroy the Clean Water and Clean Air Act? Sure. Well, it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Unconstitutional to regulate those things. So let's go ahead and slap that down. Tell uh, gay people, fuck off. You have no right to get married. Sure. Let's do that. Gay people have no right to get married. But don't look at interracial marriage. Don't look at interracial marriage. I'm in an interracial marriage. Don't look at interracial marriage. This is the kind of guy he is, man. Total hack. He didn't rule on gay marriage, though, as far as um, wanting to overturn it. Complete and utter hack. I mean, I imagine he dissented with the, what was that, 2015? But he's pretending, because they've said this before, that they're going to overturn gay marriage and interracial marriage. Although he acknowledges that it wouldn't make sense for uh, Thomas to want to undo interracial marriage. Uh, the other commentators don't do that. They pretend that he would also undo interracial marriage. And I love what John Oliver did here. 
I find it hilarious that he's baiting the right into the exact reaction, which is the reaction that they should have had when there was actual corruption and but bribery. again, that's made up. ...happening. But they didn't say anything about it then, because they agree... Well, because again, because it's made up. ...agreed with the outcomes. No, it is because you're full of shit, as usual. They agree with the decisions Clarence Thomas would make to appease the billionaires and Bullshit. support the billionaires and the corporations and all the people who shoveled gargantuan amounts of money directly into his pockets, okay? So they didn't care about it then. Now they're pretending to care about it, but too bad for them this is just a joke. However, I'll end on this point. If we're really in a system where he committed 48 crimes... it's all committed 48 crimes? All documented. No, it... Clarence Thomas committed 48 crimes? Oh, my, these people are insane. It's all its all out there in the open. Yeah, out there in the open. The 48 crimes Clarence Thomas committed. Record, it's a matter of fact. Oh, a matter of fact. Indisputable. There can be no debate. And nothing happened. Well, then why the hell shouldn't he be able to accept this? Get off the court. Take a million dollars a year. Take the RV. Functionally, what would the difference be, guys? What would the difference be? Well, How the, would... the issue is that your shit is made up. Is this in principle? So it, it fails. Well, any different from what he already did with Harlan Crow and well, the other? Because this is an actual uh, offer, and the other shit you're bringing up is made up. You're categorizing things as crimes that are not crimes that other Supreme Court justices do, and you have no problem when the ones on your side do it. Other billionaires and the other corporations he took money from. How is it any different? How is it any? It's not. That's the thing. It's not. It's exactly the same. No, it's not. Anyway, now the homosexual prostitute narc from Miami Vice is upset that Trump compared himself to Navalny. It's okay when Biden does it. So Trump did a, a town hall the other night with Laura Ingram. And um, classic, classic Trump stuff. My favorite part, which I, I didn't pull up the clip for this, but I probably should have. My favorite part is he's talking about some company. He's like, there's a dishwasher company, phenomenal company, big company, one of the best companies. And they come to me and they say, sir, we're not allowed to use water anymore. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? There's another part about mail-in voting where he's saying, wherever there's mail-in voting, there's going to be fraud. Wherever there's mail-in voting, there's fraud. And Laura Ingram goes, well, there was a lot of mail-in voting in Florida. Right. So again, Laura Ingram doing the corporate media's uh, dirty whore work, uh, conflating uh, dishonestly mail -in, mass mail-in ballots with people who request a mail-in ballot, which is a legitimate way to do it, which is, is not something Trump ever opposed, that if you want a mail-in ballot, you request one and then they send it. That is not what Trump is talking about. Trump is talking about mass mail-in ballots, so the propagandists like Laura Ingram in this instance and Kyle Kalinske, who are on the same page, unfortunately. Laura Ingram was very good on COVID, but on this, she's total shit. Um, it's, it, what it does, it hides the fraud. It helps hide the fraud. It helps blur the lines and make it seem like, why is Trump against this perfectly acceptable form of voting? It's very dishonest won it and he goes right <laughs> he's like you didn't hear it he just keeps going oh this guy's a mess anyway so uh this is the moment that i wanted to share with you in the town hall he makes quite a comparison talking about his own legal woes and look at what he compares it to president the crowd's going 
crazy here, but during this campaign, a huge amount of your time has been spent in court, in the courtroom in New York and, and so forth. Now, in this New York civil fraud case, this Judge Arthur Engeron ruled against you for almost a half a billion dollars plus interest that runs every day. When I first read, it's like $87,000 a day. How will you put up that kind of money because you have a bond to put up? Even if, if you appeal, you've got to put up escrow money. That's uh, it's a lot it of dough. It is a dope. form of Navalny. It is a form of uh, communism or fascism. Uh, the guy's a nut job. I've known this for a long time, and I've said it openly. It's a form of Navalny. Pretty much, yeah. I, I think it's a reasonable comparison. It's a form of... They haven't killed him, but they would if they could get away with it. Communism or fascism. What am I supposed to do with this guy, man? Uh, no one, bitch. No one, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. Because you're gutless, and you're a bitch, and all you're going to do is cry and whine and ray. That's it. You're not going to do a fucking thing, Kyle. What am I supposed to do with this guy? It was a phenomenally nuanced and detailed case with a tremendous amount of evidence. Bullshit. Bullshit. Exposing in no uncertain terms. Bullshit. Your multi Imagine defending the absolute retardation from Admiral Akbar. Latidia James. She looks like Admiral Akbar. You know, it's a trap. You know, that guy, he looks like a fish. <clears throat> her eyes, they just, they're all over the place. They're like googly eyes. It's a hell of a thing. It's like, and like a fish. She kind of looks like a fish. It's weird. It's kind of a fish face, fat hog. I don't know how you describe her. She's a nightmare. A goddamn nightmare. But anyway, uh, imagine defending this insanity. Incredible. Decade-long fraud. It's just not a fraud. That's completely made up. I mean, you're not even, this is what's beautiful about this. They're losing the normies on these tactics. From my understanding, Mark Cuban, who is like horrible, a horrible, cucked, utterly cucked liberal, he even thinks this is too over the top. And then you get this guy, this other guy from Shark Tank, forget his name, O'Malley or something. Now, he's not as cucked. I think he leans conservative. I think he's like a normie, but I don't think he's like a cucked disgusting liberal I, I might be wrong but he doesn't strike me as one he's like what the fuck are you doing and and then i've i've always pointed out the new york post this was a while back they had quotes from people who fucking hate trump who have competed against trump in the real estate market in new york in the most cutthroat these people hate trump and they were like this is ridiculous this is gonna fuck all of us Okay, so that's how you know your tactics are way over the line when normies are like, hey, that's not right. Same with the removing them from the ballot. People are like, well, that's not the way we do it. It's hilarious. So I'm glad they're doing it because they're just exposing themselves and showing people how crazy they are. And it's so extreme that now you're finally seeing for the first time disjointed narratives where they're not in unison for example, on the kicking Trump off the ballot thing, that is a big hot potato. You know, that article in The Atlantic, someone sent it last night, it was fascinating because it had people. So what the article in The Atlantic was about is that the Democrats are going to do the very thing that they're locking up the alternate electors for and Trump for. They're going to refuse to certify the election. But what was interesting is the headline, is, as usual, is misleading. 
because when you actually go to the quotes from the Democrats, they're very skittish about this. They're very skittish. They want the Supreme Court, when I say hot potato, they want the Supreme Court to take all the heat in doing the insane thing. And of course, the Supreme Court does not look like they're going to do that. So then the hot potato is going to go back to the Democrats and they are not going to want the heat because this is so insane. This is so over the top and insane and unconstitutional that like they don't want to take the heat. They don't want to take the negativity for it. So they're all trying to pass it around to people. It is fucking hilarious. And that's not something I've ever seen before. That is not something I've ever seen before. It was evident when they had the court case in front of the Supreme Court, when even Jackson, who will gladly sit there and lie about not knowing what a woman is, and I think she's a retard, but I don't think she's that much of a fucking retard. You got to be next level retard to not understand what a woman is. She sat there with a smirk on her face and deliberately lied and pretended she didn't, she didn't know what a woman was. So this shows you, this is a person who's happy to be a liar on behalf of the ideology and the regime. And even she wouldn't touch this fucking Colorado thing and was actually asking a reasonable line of questioning. So I'm glad, to, I want to see more of that kind of shit because the more they do that, they're just lighting themselves on fire. And, and eventually when, when people, people will go along, like for example, all the judges, including the Supreme Court, were happy to go along with the fraud in 2020 because the way it looked, it looked like the entire country was against Trump. It looked like a lot of that narrative was not, was not real, but to them it looked like, well, 81 million votes. And then remember all the shit with the jogger riots and George Floyd and, you know, and so there was the definite level of intimidation. Now it's almost in reverse. Now, of course, the Democrats could change that if they get the, the, the Zergs and the jogger, joggers to riot, you know, during uh, uh, the election. And there's some sort, well, actually, I don't think that would, no, that wouldn't cover the, um, no, that wouldn't cover, that, that would happen after the, the ruling, though. So that, yeah, no, I don't think there's anything they can, they would have to have riots tomorrow. They would have to have, you know, one um, Floyd, you know, they'd have to have the migrant uh, George Floyd. And, uh, and then somehow tie it into Trump and the Colorado case and then put pressure on the, Supreme Court justices, but they don't have that. So it looks like the, the Supreme Court is not going to do what the Democrats want. And um, and again, this is so crazy. It's just people, there's not, Democrats don't yet, and I hope it never happens, but they don't yet have the hysteria among the populace needed to pull off what they're going to pull off. They did in 2020, especially after the Floyd riots. That was like a 9-11, that was like a perfect, not a 9-11, but it was like a perfect, that was perfect for them. Because it really, they, they it was almost, as, as crazy as they are and sometimes as ridiculous as their propaganda is, they have sold a couple really crazy narratives. They sold George Floyd. That was one of the most viral propaganda campaigns one of the most successful propaganda campaigns in American history, and COVID. Now, COVID fell apart. George Floyd hasn't fallen apart yet. That's why I said, you know, it's important that if Trump gets in, you, you got to kill uh, commie Jesus. You got to get up there and you got to pardon 
and oh, I don't even know to the degree. I guess you'd have to not. I don't think you can pardon, right? Because it was it state or federal with uh, with Chauvin. I forget. I think it's it was state. So I I guess you would have to put pressure on the Minnesota officials to pardon Chauvin or however it would work legally. But you got to get up there and you got to say, listen, the media. They've lied about everything. Now with COVID, see, a lot of people understand with when when they went through COVID, the media lies. A lot of there's so many more people now. If you compare society now post COVID to before with uh, during COVID with George Floyd, right? Way more normies realize the media has lied now than they did back then. So all you got to do is say, look, many of you know you were lied to about COVID. And I just want to explain to you one other thing they lied about. George Floyd. You pull out the coroner's report and explain. Derek Chauvin did not kill this man. He died of a drug overdose. Okay? That's why we're going to put pressure on the Minnesota officials to let these people out of jail. This is not right. And that undoes a huge propaganda narrative that they successfully did. Um, now it's probably a fantasy. They probably never would do that. But man, you, if you're trying to if you're trying to beat these people, you've got to behead their Jesus figure. George Floyd is their Jesus figure. At least you know maybe until there's Tranny Floyd or Pedro Floyd or the next one. But you know there's been ones in the past, although they didn't have like you take Ma- Matthew Shepard. Matthew Shepard is another example. But that was not nearly as successful. It was successful. It got bullshit legislation passed, right? But it was built on a lie. But it didn't have the rioting, as far as I'm aware. I don't remember. You know, were there the drug addict faggot riots of 1982? I don't. Not that I'm aware of, or whatever that was. I don't know. It was in the 80s, I think. I don't remember what actual year Matthew Shepard was. But one of these quote-unquote martyrs, and the whole story was a lie. So there's been a lot of those. Uh, and uh, so yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm getting off track and with my fantasies of what to do if you take office, which most likely none of them will will happen. In various different fields. And that's like you're getting murked by a dictator. That's like you're getting killed by a dictator. That's like... Well, it's it's possible that uh, Putin killed him, but, you know, it's, it's certainly not by any means certain. Fascism or communism? God, it's so... It's so funny because the right for the longest time always attacked Democrats on the left, saying it's a victim narrative and a victim culture, and they always want to think of themselves. Well, yeah, because you weren't victims. Donald Trump is a literal victim of political persecution, whereas the leftist crying victims were not the victims of anything other than other than being called, you know, retarded faggots and trannies or whatever they called them. Victim, 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 victim. And then here he is, after being proven to be... A- not proven. Not proven at all. Criminal. Illegitimate. Completely illegitimate. He's playing the victim. This is like, this is like Navalny. Absolutely. This is like being murdered in a political assassination. That's what this is. No, this is, you're a lifelong criminal. And uh, it, again, you are as retarded as Cenk Uger. He uses the same exact verbiage. Finally, is catching up with you. Not remotely. This isn't even remotely over. That's what that is. Again, it's possible that Latidia is going to cost New York the interest if Trump wins on appeal. So look, expect this. You know what the crazy thing is? The saddest part of this is? This is going to work in the primary. It's, it, bro, I think there's a good chance it works in the general. Nothing's guaranteed because the cheating operation of Democrats is formidable. 
But you look at the polling, most people think this is fucking bullshit. I mean, he's already leading by like a million points in the primary. But he's leading Biden, retard. This is going to work. Where this he's is not just the primary. Lead by even more in the primary. Because Republican base voters are going to watch this and go, that's exactly right. I think he's totally right. Well, if they're correct. I'm on his side. Of he's course. He's a victim. The whole world is against him. And uh, he's standing up and fighting back against the establishment and the people we hate. Yeah. It's not fighting against the establishment to do tax fraud and insurance. He wasn't doing tax fraud. Fraud and bank fraud and 47. And again, there's no, the IRS handles tax fraud. There's no case that I'm aware of. He's just making shit up. And other kinds of frauds and doing it basically your entire adult life. That's what's going to happen. He's going to go up in the primary again. He'll probably go down in the general election polls. And how sad is it that Biden is losing to this guy? Yeah, because people aren't buying this. He polls six of the seven or seven of the seven swing states. He's losing to him on average by about two percentage points now nationally. And remember, he has to win by about four points in the popular vote nationally in order to, to actually get the White House. Biden does. So what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Okay, I'll play it for you one more time. It's going crazy here, but during this campaign, a huge amount of your time has been spent in court, in the courtroom in New York and, and so forth. Now, in this New York civil fraud case, this Judge Arthur Engeron ruled against you for almost a half a billion dollars plus interest that r runs every day. When I first read, it's like $87,000 a day. How would you put up that kind of money? Because you have a bond to put up. Even if, if you appeal, you've got to put up escrow money. That's uh, uh, it's a lot it of dough. It is a dough. form of Navalny. It is a form of uh, communism or fascism. Uh, the guy's a nut job. I've known this for a long time, and I've said it openly. By the way, we're just getting warmed up with these cases, bro. So far, we've only been talking about the civil cases. Keep fucking smirking, bitch, because a lot of these aren't looking good. Uh, the Fannie Will the S. Willis case is falling apart. Um, the only, uh, the documents one is, is not going great. Uh, the Supreme Court's dragging their feet. They have to rely on the fucking, the whore one, the horse whore. You know, with Fat Albert, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. You know, the whole he paid Stormy Daniels, the horse face. The E. Jean Carroll thing. The E. Jean Carroll thing has zero bearing on anything. It's, it's civil and no one believes her. And she looks like Skeletor. You know, at least if you had a woman that was attractive and that you could at least sell that maybe Donald Trump had sex with her. It's not even close. She, there, there wasn't a period of time where she was ever attractive. She always looks skeletal. You know, it's not like she was. She got nailed by the wall, but like you can produce pictures of her when she was 25 and she was smoking. You know, this is like a person who, what, are you kidding me when you compare the people that Trump allegedly has had sex with? You know, it, look, Stormy Daniels does have a horse face, but she was a smash when she was in her 20s. And that chick from Playboy, the, the more classy whore, whatever the fuck her name was, McDougal. She was insane when she was in her 20s. That was like an all-timer, all an all-time Playboy model. You, you think he's going to bang Skeletor? <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, this my God. Sybil. We haven't even gotten to the criminal ones yet. Do you think the victimization is, is, uh, is running rampant now? Oh, yeah, it's going to ratchet up. Yes. He gets found guilty on one of his 91 criminal charges. That'll be fantastic. Good Luck, It'll be son. awesome. Good luck. It's going to get ugly, dude. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, hopefully you end up in prison. All right. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Um, let's see. This is hilarious. Historians 
officially oh it's a guys it's official don't you understand a bunch of homosexual historians that are completely corrupt and have no value whatsoever and no credibility they have officially designated donald trump as the worst president in history <laughs> oh man amazing a new poll came out over this weekend from the 2024 presidential greatness project Oh, and it God. gave us results that I could, don't think could, shocked Could you be gayer? Could you have a gayer thing? Anybody. Well, maybe there was one thing in there that shocked everybody, but who came in first and who came in last should not have shocked anyone in this country. Number one on this list, as it has been in pretty much every time they've ever done a, a, a survey like this with historians, Abraham Lincoln. I don't, I don't think you're going to get any argument from anybody on that. Uh, I think Razor Fist would like to have a word. Abe Lincoln absolutely transformed the United States for the better. Yes, he is ranked number one. So who is dead last? Well, for the second time in a row, to again, shouldn't be anybody surprised, Donald J. Trump, the 45th <laughs> president of the United States. Oh, that's amazing. Last. That's hilarious. Let me read this. Respondents, who of course are all members of the American Political Science Association, were asked to rate each U.S. president on a scale of 0 to 100 for their overall greatness. 0 being failure, 50 being average, 100 being great. Lincoln placed first with a 95.03 average, followed by FDR, then George Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson. Trump received the lowest rating with a 10.92 average. So you got Lincoln, you got FDR, you got Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson. Then at the very bottom, from a score of zero to 100, Donald Trump has a 10. Almost well, guys, there you go. Case closed. The homos have spoken. 11, but a 10. Now, the thing I said that might actually shock people, President Biden was ranked in the top third of the <laughs> list placing at number 14 with a rating of 62.7. Now, yeah, I don't know. I think President Biden has been good. In I what way, testicle? Do not think he's been great, but I definitely do not think he's been horrible. He's worse than below average. He's the worst president of all time. That's not even close. But with Trump being last. I right? would have George Bush uh, pretty low on the list, but I think Biden's worse than George Bush. That's obviously George a big W. Thing. That's what's been in the headline. That's what's pissing off his supporters. But if you think about it, yeah. I mean, this is not just, oh, we all hate Trump. Let's put him last. I mean, I think look, Biden's worse than Carter. Look back at the Trump years. I would say, like, if you lived through the Carter, I, I, I was, I was a baby, so I, I, I know nothing about Carter other than like what people have talked about. It's one thing to like talk about something. It's another thing to live through it, right? My understanding, it was fucked during the Carter uh, Carter era, and people were like waiting in line for gas, like like around the block. So, I, I would, if you lived during Carter, and you would argue that he was worse, I could I could at least see that being a debate. Um, but as far as you know, in my lifetime, it's not even close. And I I would say, yeah, all time Biden is at least. Maybe Biden and Carter could be tied, you know, if there's some sort of argument that could be made. But uh, of course, they're going to put Trump at the bottom. That's hilarious. What got better in this country under Donald Trump? Well, what the economy was pretty good until the Democrat bioweapon was released. Significantly in this country during Donald Trump. 
How was he transformative as a president? What policies well, did the he... the economy's pretty good, retard. That's a, like an important thing. ...an act that had a long-lasting historical impact on the United States. Policies that will be mentioned in history... Well, again, it, it, you, you had a communist regime that was illegitimately installed who undid a lot of the shit, especially at the border. ...for centuries to come. Nothing. He got nothing. He has portions of a border wall that are already crumbling to dust uh -huh. because they did it on the cheap to get it done quick. Uh, again, that's completely made up. So that's not going to be mentioned in history books, maybe as a you know study in failure. All those jobs he promised he'd bring back? Nope, we lost jobs. Bullshit. The whole last year of his presidency with COVID? I'm sure he'd love to have that scrubbed from history books, but that'll probably be the only thing mentioned in the history books. Other than that... See, if, faggot, it really depends on who wins and then how how serious is Trump going to be if he gets in there. I hope, and I don't, like I said, you know, it's probably a long shot. I hope the history books talk about the massive deportation operation and then the prosecution of the regime media. That'll be a fucking thing. But, you know, we'll have to see. I will tell you this. Trump did one good thing. One good thing that, by the way, in the coming weeks, the U.S. Supreme Court is probably about to undo it. And that one good thing that Trump did was the bump stock ban. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a bad, that was no good. That was no good. He good thing. That. I give him credit for that. He did. Not good when living testicles with an IQ of seven give you credit for something. That's not good. That. And it's going to be overturned by the Supreme Court again as it, in coming. As it should be weeks they agreed back in november they were going to take up the case so that's going to be gone but even still even if it stays it's like okay you did one thing ask anybody out there and i'm not talking don't ask you know somebody like me that obviously hates trump don't ask a trump supporter go ask your average average excuse yeah me. why don't you go around the bronx and start asking people questions you're an idiot that was weird you're <laughs> a fucking idiot average everyday non-political person say hey can you name three by the way people are doing that already they've been going to the bronx and i'm sure some of the interviews are edited i don't doubt that but there's a decent amount of people that are like yeah we had money under trump real things trump did while president they'll probably mention the wall because they think it got done, it didn't. And then they'll be at a loss for words. They won't know because they, he didn't do anything. It's not their fault they yep, don't. He didn't do anything at all. No, it's because he didn't do anything. So I agree with this, that Trump should be at the very bottom. Gee, I can't believe the bald testicle agrees. Of that list. Shocking. Just due to the fact that he didn't do a damn thing uh -huh. while he was president. And I think that's something that most people forget. We, we remember well, it's made up. So again, you're expecting people to remember something that's not real. It's, Some it's of the unreasonable. Horrible things he did. I remember the one good thing he did that again is about to be undone. But in terms of your average everyday life, it did not get any better under Donald Trump. Preposterous. Utterly that preposterous. is what he should be remembered for. But that's not a real thing. It's a lie. And that is what voters should be reminded of. Well, again, they're not going to do that because you're living in a fantasy world. Um, here is, uh, this is hilarious. Trump likely leaked nuclear secrets during a Fox News interview. Oh, my God. 
Oh my God! National security experts <laughs> oh! are sounding. National security experts. Oh man, let me guess. Let me guess. National security experts. Chris Krebs. Chris Krebs. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris Krebs. The alarm bells about a statement that Donald Trump made last week during his Fox News town hall with John Lord Brennan, Ingram. Ingram had asked Donald Trump about the supporters that were there because obviously that's all it is, a giant Trump infomercial. Said they worry about your safety, Donald. And Donald responded by saying, I worry about their safety too. That's a weird thing. Why? Well, there you go. Uh, guys, case closed. I mean, let's you got to lock them up right now. Why would you worry about their safety? Well, luckily, he elaborated. And it is this elaboration that has led many national security experts, including national security lawyers, to believe that Donald Trump then revealed classified nuclear secrets <laughs> about the United States. Because after Donald Trump said that he worries about their safety, he said this. These people, everybody in this room, is in great danger right now. We have a nuclear weapon that if you hit New York, South Carolina is going to be gone too. I worry about their safety. I think it's the reason I'm doing this. You're revealing national security secrets if you're concerned about the escalating tensions with Russia. Oh my God, it's amazing. So there's there's nuclear weapons that if 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 they were to hit this New is York, common knowledge that this is what nuclear weapons would do. York. Now there's people that dispute the existence of nuclear weapons, and normally that'd be something I would dismiss out of hand. Given all of the crazy things that have turned out to be true, I at least hold that as a possibility. I would hope that's the case, you know, that they don't exist. But you know, I'm probably at like 10% that that's real. But I'm at least putting a percentage on it rather than zero, because of all the fucked up shit that turned out to be true. It would destroy everything all the way down to South Carolina. Here is what national security lawyers had to say. This oh, first one wait. is Bradley Moss. He oh, said, I don't know who that is. Is Trump out there spilling the details on our nuclear weapons and the destructive range of those weapons in the midst of a Fox interview? <laughs> this is like when Tim Pool, remember years ago, Tim Pool was uh, talking about nuclear shit and he put up the heat map and wh where everyone would get destroyed. It's the same thing. Is it me or is he doing Tim that? Tim Pool wasn't leaking sec secrets. National Security Attorney Mark Zaid said... Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't know he was a national security guy. All I knew about him is that he was a pedophile. Uh, and he he went after... There, what the hell was going on with the comic people? He did... He was a... Yeah. Oh, was he a lawyer? Was there an asshole who drew Daredevil? Who hired Zaid who likes to watch children and like had a Disney playlist. And then he was the lawyer for them. And this is something like that. That's so weird that the same guy is also like a security guy. I, I didn't realize that. Did the former president just unlawfully disclose classified information or just simply make something up to scare South Carolina residents to vote for him? Uh, I'm not aware of any acknowledged nuclear weapon that has that type of impact. <laughs> what are you talking about? Radius. What What do you mean? What do you mean? Tim Pool was talking about it years ago. So, 
There has been nothing disclosed. You have literally nothing here. This is so funny. By the United States government, publicly, about an impact range of a nuclear weapon that can span from New York to South Carolina. We also, of course, have nuclear sites, most of which are not revealed to the public. So there's a good chance Trump may have also been referring to the fact that if the nuclear weapon were to hit one of our nuclear weapon sites, it would trigger this chain reaction along the East Coast that would just wipe everything out. So there's lots of things he may have just disclosed. And according to the experts, the people that do the expert. Oh, yeah, they're not biased at all this for a living they guys guys don't you understand they do this for a living i mean come on why aren't you obeying they, they do this for a living none of this is a guy that does this for a living said a thing what's wrong with you publicly disclosed <laughs> the other possibility of course trump's lying right I mean, the guy lies all the time. He told more than 25,000 documented lies while he was president of the United States. Since he has left office, he does nothing but lie. He lies in you every- You do nothing but lie. Every interview he does, he lies in every rally. He lies in every post on Truth Social. So the obvious answer would be he's making this up to scare people. But at the same time, he's also known to- steal classified documents blatant lie this is not if it did happen this time uh no uh it, that is a blatant lie he did not steal classified documents in order for him to steal classified documents he would have had to gone into the white house after his term was over and then taken them which no one is alleging they try to c allude to it and conflate it but that's not alleged in any of the indictments time would not be the first time that Donald Trump has revealed classified information. Let's not Again, retard, I love, it's just so funny. Presidents can declassify. They tried this when he was in office, when he was talking to the Russians. They were like, they, they said this, that's just, it, he is allowed to declassify. It's so hilarious. Get when he was president of the United States, he tweeted out a photograph. Bullshit of a map that was classified bullshit of Middle East and our attack plans. Again, completely delusional and made up. So he's done something like that in the no, past. No, he hasn't. So we do have precedent. No, we don't. To show that, yeah, it's likely that this guy just revealed nuclear secrets. <laughs> so it's like the, what is it? Semi-monthly at this point. Every other month they do the Trump leaked nuclear secrets. I think the last time was a couple months ago when they were like, oh, the Australian businessman. I don't know. Maybe he's lying or maybe he just forgot what kind of classified information he was storing in that just demented yeah. brain of or his. Or maybe you're a seven IQ bald fuck face that looks like a testicle. That would be my guess. Here he is pretending Jim Jordan is now a criminal. And the whole Hunter Biden thing is made up. Legal experts. Oh, God. Security experts. Oh, oh, a double. You got a double. Legal experts and national security experts. Guys, how many more appeals to authority do you need before you're going to obey the propaganda? Oh, my God. Man.
That's incredible. Experts are calling for massive investigations. Massive investigations. House members Jim Comer, Jim Jordan, and Republican Senator Chuck Grassley. The reason they want these investigations, that of course should take place, is because when the- When do we get our, we do, I, I, you know, I think you can make an argument that our side needs to start doing this. Okay, all you gotta do is get a guy to say whatever you want him to say, and then boom, truth is created. So I, I'll just be like, guys, you know, there's some legal experts that are saying that bald fuckface is such, such a lying faggot that he needs to go to prison. Okay, so the experts have spoken. What more evidence do you need? These three men, through their positions in either the House or the Senate, have used and have been pushing and have launched investigations based upon the now debunked information. Total lie. From the twice arrested, he got arrested again Friday morning, by the way, uh, FBI informant. Hopefully you get arrested. Alexander Smirnoff, who of course has now been revealed to not only have lied to the FBI about Hunter and Joe Biden receiving a $5 million bribe, but it's now been revealed by Smirnov himself that he got that information from Russian intelligence. So national security experts are warning us that not only could this compromise the 2024 election. Oh, of course. But also that it shows us that we need investigations into possible conspiracy <laughs> for Jim Jordan, James yeah, Comer, uh -huh. and Chuck Grassley. Oh, yeah. Let me read you what a couple of these experts have to say. This is from Tristan Snell, who's a former New York State prosecutor. Uh, he's the one who did the Trump University investigation. Oh, there we go. He's credible. And he said, quote, the Senate should open an immediate investigation into the Alexander Smirnoff scandal with public hearings, bring Smirnoff in to testify, and then bring in Jim Jordan, James Comer, Elise Stefanik in right behind him. This is a national security breach of the highest order. <laughs> and subpoena other government emails, private emails, oh, texts, and phone records pertaining to Smirnoff in any way. DOJ. Do it. Be as crazy as possible. I love this. It must move immediately. Do it. Let me read you this. This is from Raw Story. Oh, very credible Raw Story. Um, the U.S. Department of Justice must investigate whether and when Grassley, Comer, or Jordan knew that Smirnoff was spreading Russian disinformation, according to U.S. Representative Dan Goldman. Um, who is a former assistant U.S. attorney, by the way. But now that it's public, Comer and Jordan clearly will be conspiring with Putin to interfere <laughs> in the election if they continue with this bogus Oh, it's incredible. So that's where your conspiracy charges yeah. could come from. Mm -hmm. If, and this is a big if because Merrick Garland's a piece of trash as attorney general. Oh, yeah. The DOJ actually launched. He's not arresting enough people. This kind of investigation, which, again, given Merrick Garland's history, I don't think they will. But what we're looking at here is possibly conspiracy to interfere oh, yeah. in the 2024 election. Oh, that's real. That's a total real thing. What the impeachment is all You're about. Right. Mm -hmm. They're doing it based on fraudulent information <clears throat> that they received. That's a lie. From an FBI informant, but technically it came from Russian intelligence. That's a lie. So we need to know what they knew and when they knew it. Okay. We already know Republican Congressman Ken Buck actually came out this week. And he said that his Republican colleagues were already warned that this information from Smirnoff uh -huh. could not be trusted. It could not be corroborated, and they didn't even know where the hell he got it from. But they did it anyway. How dare you disobey a rhino? So they knew. There is no doubt in my mind oh, yeah. that they knew this up. information was fake. 
but they used it. And this is where you get even more conspiracy charges. Again, if we had a proper investigation, they used it to use tax dollar money <clears throat> to investigate the son of the sitting president of the United States to investigate the president of the United States himself using taxpayer money in an election year. So there's conspiracy to only allowed to do things like that to Trump uh, interfere in election conspiracy to defraud the government of the United States <laughs> and abuse of power. Yeah. Those are the three charges that these three men mm -hmm. and possibly at least Stefanik as well. Oh yeah. Should be charged with. See, now, now they have an appetite for locking everyone up. Ending the results of an investigation that again, we probably won't get, but this is serious. This is probably oh, yeah. serious business. Just like the internet. The, the biggest story in this oh, country yeah. right, right now, now huge story out. And it needs to be treated as such. Oh, yeah. This is not just liberals being able to be like, ha ha, we told you it was all BS. This is, this is a conspiracy. Oh yeah, big time. They knew the information was false. We now have one of their own Republican members of the house uh -huh. telling oh, us they Oh, Ken knew. Buck, totally credible. Ken Buck said a thing, guys. Knew it was false. Ken Buck. I mean, that's it. What more do you, what more evidence do you need? A guy said a thing. I don't know what else we need. Yes, I do. I <laughs> I, I'm like getting all these ideas for the whiteboard video, though the next whiteboard video I said was if I should a dog tactic. I have to do that one. But all of these, a guy said a thing. Uh, what more evidence do you need? <laughs> we need an attorney general that has a spine. And unfortunately, oh, we man. don't have that. Because if we did, that investigation would have already started this past Monday. But here we are a week later after all this information come out, Alexander Smirnoff's been arrested twice now and nothing, not a damn thing from the DOJ. <laughs> this is great. All right, let's get to some breaking news here. This is uh, breaking news from the internet from Silky Johnson. One moment. Let's uh, have a look here and then we'll do those the, uh, breaking news from No Man. And I think there's one also from uh, Bazinski. Transgender Muslim inmate serving 55 years for killing a baby files a $150,000 lawsuit for not being allowed to wear a hijab. Oh, and this is the uh, lunatic tranny. Mm, mm -hmm. A tranny serving a 55-year sentence for killing her infant is suing an Indiana prison chaplain for allegedly refusing to, uh, her right to wear a hijab before rejecting her identity as a tranny. Autumn Cordononino, also known as Jonathan Richardson, is serving her sentence at the all-male state prison Branchville Correctional Facility where she is confined to not only hearing... Hold on. Hold on. Am I getting the, uh, I got it, hold on, is, is this a woman or a man? As a trans, all right, so this is rejecting, oh, this is a, this is a man. So, oh, come on, I guess the, the New York Post, I should have known. This is a dude. All right, now, now we're, okay. So a tran, a tranny serving a 55-year sentence for killing his infant is suing an Indiana prison chaplain for allegedly refusing his right to wear a hijab before rejecting his identity as a transgender woman. What is, wait, transgender woman. So that's a man. Yeah, that's a man trying, pretending to be a woman. Okay. 
Jonathan Richardson is serving his sentence at the all-male state prison Branchville Correctional Facility, where he is confined to only wearing his hijab in his immediate sleeping quarters. The chaplain delivered the news May 2023, even after the tranny claimed the murdering tranny claimed to have already relented to prison protocol by wearing the hijab in a less traditional manner. I was told male Muslims could wear their cuffies everywhere they went, but I couldn't wear my hijab as female's religious headwear because I was a male residing in a male institution, even though I'm a tranny. Yeah, well, you're a male, okay? So go fuck yourself. You murdered a baby. You should get no respect of any kind. The prison cleric had allegedly tried to order the tranny against wearing the religious scarf because his official religious beliefs were listed as Wiccan, a form of paganism whose followers practice witchcraft and nature worship. The tranny, who was convicted of strangling his 11-month-old stepdaughter to death in 2001, fired back, stating he practices several religions, and he's an Islamic practicing tranny who uses the hijab to cover his head and ears for modesty purposes. The tranny said, and I quote, I responded that I am an eclectic practitioner who is a member of the Theosophical Society in America. I practice a diversity of faiths in order to custom tailor my spiritual beliefs to my spiritual needs. So you got to get the the voice of the tranny correct. Serious show on the internet. Uh, The tranny claimed the chaplain violated his 14th Amendment rights by singling him out against wearing the religious garb. You should have no rights. You're a murdering tranny. You're an animal. Uh, You could even say a tranny nigger, depending on how you define nigger. It's up to you. You know, you can not use it at all. Use it however you want. I like the Chris Rock way. I think that's the most accurate, personally. But anyway, whatever. Or uh, Fred G. Sanford. He had a good bit. uh, Red Fox. um, Did I play that one yet? That's in one of them. Yeah, I think last week. I think the last episode. It's in there. I like Red... I guess, actually, Red Fox was probably the OG breaking down uh, Nigger in that way before uh, Chris Rock. So I guess he's the... uh, And also, you can tell if you listen to... Not to go on a tangent, but clearly... And maybe he admitted this. And it's fine. It's not like... It's being inspired by someone. But I think clearly um, Carlin's... Whatever, however many words you're not allowed to say, the uh, he got, I I think clearly he was uh, inspired by uh, Lenny Bruce. There's no question about that. Lenny Bruce's "Are there any niggers here?" Uh, 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 stand-up uh, routine, very similar in the wording. Anyway, is what it is. <clears throat> Back to this. Um, the the is this is this still. Uh, Oh yeah, here's the tranny. The tranny said, "He should he should be aware as chaplain the stigma and shame that is attributed to Islamic women when they go uncovered without a hijab. Women are viewed as whores, tempters of men, and adulterers by Islamic society, both in and out of prison. I've been shunned, made a social pariah amongst my own religious community. I'm sorry, tranny, Mur- excuse me, murdering tranny. Um." I find it very hard to believe that the Muslim men are taking you seriously. Uh, I cannot imagine 
like what the hell's going on in that prison? They're taking you seriously? Come on, stop it. Stop it. The training continues. The murdering training continues. For without the support of the Islamic community, I will struggle and likely fail to achieve salvation. For by Muhammad's teaching, a Muslim who knows of the teachings yet strays away from them will never reach heaven. Uh, that's a hell of a heaven if they let you in there. Uh, but, you know, Muhammad uh, fucked a nine-year-old or so, whatever. So I guess, uh, you know, different rules and different religions. The tranny is seeking $150,000 in damages and the right to wear his hijab throughout the prison. When contacted by the Post, a spokesperson said the agency does not comment on pending litigation. He's embroiled in another ongoing lawsuit lodged against the Indiana Department of Corrections for not granting his wish, his wish to get his penis chopped off. The ACLU filed a lawsuit on behalf of the murdering tranny. In August, just three months after he was allegedly blocked from wearing his headscarf, but before he formally sued the chaplain. The ACLU alleged the IDOC was violating the murdering trainee's 14th Amendment rights after a law was passed that year banning the IDOC from using taxpayer dollars to fund the penis chopping. Um, Ken Falk one of the homosexual lawyers at the ACLU said the DOC can't deny necessary treatment to incarcerated people on the basis that they're trannies to do so is a form of discrimination. Gender affirming care is life-saving care. That's totally made up. If the legislature can deny a form of health care arbitrarily, they could just as easily deny other life-saving treatments to people who are incarcerated. So I really think the solution here is to send this tranny. You want to be a Muslim so much. Why don't you send them to uh, fucking Afghanistan and have the Taliban deal with you? I would say send you to Iran, but my understanding is while Iran, if, if the Ayatollah will bring out the cranes for the homosexuals, if you chop your dick off, you're allowed to be in society. For some reason, the Iranians accept, at least the government, you know, I don't know how the people actually feel about it. But the Iranian government will accept you as a tranny and not hang you. But if you're a homosexual, they'll fucking hang you. They'll bring the cranes out. So for this tranny to be treated, to get truly what they deserve, you'd have to go to one of those roof-throwing countries. Do they throw, is this, is that Afghanistan? Are they doing the roof toss in Afghanistan? I don't know what the Taliban's doing. Uh, does the Taliban tolerate trannies? I'd be a little surprised at that. You know, if the Taliban tolerates trannies, then they really can't meme about America. You know, it's really unfortunate. We have such a horrible regime in this country. Because not only is this regime evil, but it's a laughingstock. It's such a laughingstock that the Taliban, and I fucking hate the Taliban. Fuck the Taliban. But, the ta but I try to be objective. And if I'm being objective, the Taliban successfully dunked on Joe Biden. They memed the shit out of America as far as Joe Biden. And there's really nothing you can say in, in return because Joe Biden is a horrible leader. The Afghanistan withdrawal was a disgrace. And what are you going to say? They're mocking us for it. And it's like, yeah, ha, ha, you left all this equipment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our illegitimate president did leave you a bunch of that equipment. And it's insane, completely insane. Anyway, it's just a hell of a thing. What, what a time this is. Anyway, that's a hell of an article right there. All right, thank you, Silky Johnson. This is... Uh, Breaking news from the internet from Bazinski. Let's have a look at this one. All right, one moment. 
I have to give a shout out to the incredible supernatural <laughs> atheism is unstoppable. That one is hard to say. Well, he opened my eyes. I have to say thank you very much, Mr. Devon Tracy, because I've been a huge fan of the TYT, aka the Young Turks, for many years. spectacular creatures on the planet. Hi, I'm Cuba Gooding Jr. Today, their numbers are dwindling. Somebody's got to save them. Very well spoken, Cuba. Help me help you. Help me help you. Save the whales. What was it? It was a campaign in the 80s to save the majestic creatures known as whales. And it became a very popular charity. It was everywhere. It became a cliche. I mean, if you don't save the whales, you're kind of not a good person. So please, by all means, save the whales and let everybody know that you donated to save the whales. Because then and only then can you virtue signal. Our dear friend Sam Harris recently made a tweet about virtue signaling, in which he said, So many obnoxious people are using the phrase virtue signaling now that its meaning has changed. It now means punch me in the face. I'm not sure if that was an attempted joke or how serious of a statement that is, but I'm gonna go ahead and disagree there. I think virtue signaling is the greatest concept to come out of this year. The fact that that phrase is mainstream now is very helpful because it nails the phenomenon that is prevalent within the regressive left and it skewers these people and calls them out for what they're doing, which is narcissism on parade disguised as empathy. I mean, it sticks the landing. So I don't know what Sam Harris is talking about there. Virtue signaling is a fantastic phrase, and the only people that are obnoxious are those who do it, not those who call them out for doing it. But I'm here to talk to you about the next charity that we need to focus on. Because yes, the whales are helpless victims who are constantly being harpooned by white people and Japanese, but there's another cause of helpless people who are constantly victimized and who are totally incapable of helping themselves. Therefore, we must save them. And so therefore, I give you the Save the Blacks Movement. You heard me correctly. The blacks have suffered so very much. So much. A lot. They've suffered a lot. Okay? Slavery, lynching, civil rights, humiliation, and now for the small, insignificant, and petty crime of reaching for a gun while you're being arrested by cops, they're still being victimized. So it's up to us. Oh yes, us righteous and well-intentioned white people to save them. And so I give you the Save the Blacks t-shirt to let everybody know, without a shadow of a doubt, that you are behind them and that you're one of the good white people. Because as you know, the blacks of this world are up against something very scary. And you know what that is? It's a very personal and important thing. Hell, it's a family motto. Are you ready? I just want to make sure you're ready. Here it is. Show me the racism. <laughs> Yo! Racism! Doesn't that make you feel good just to say it? Say it with me one time. Oh, no, 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 you can do better than that. I want you to say it with me and mean it. That's it, baby, now say it louder. I need to feel you, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, you better yell. Hey, 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 hey
Okay, that was humiliating. <laughs> Ooh, Tommy. Oh, Tommy. And so what do we have? We have a t-shirt. Beautiful shade of blue. Compliments the ocean where the black people live and dwell. Dwell is one of three English words that begin with the letters DW. The others are dwarf and dwindle. And if you go to Google to try to one-up me on this, you are what we refer to as a dweeb. It comes in various colors. Black purple, another shade of blue, even a gray. There is a misnomer out there that black people do not swim and cannot swim, but clearly they do and clearly they need to be saved. If you're a woman, this t-shirt is for you and it comes in woman colors. Let's say you want to have a cup of coffee in the morning, start your day out right. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation as we know. Well, don't miss out on an opportunity to let people know that you're one of the good white people and that you want to save blacks. Oh, blacks. And if you want a sticker to slap onto something or to give to your tattoo artist, for reference, I'm selling a sticker. The description on the Teespring page says the following. We saved the whales in the 80s. Now it's time to save the other helpless mammals who are perpetually victimized. Shame the virtue-signaling white regressive freaks out there by pointing out their abject condescension and soft racism of no expectations. Yes, they are on a streak of demeaning black people that is unprecedented. It is humiliating to witness, so the link is in the description. Go buck wild with that. And now I leave you with a 19-year-old Norwegian singer singing a song that I like. However, I made a video for the remix, because it's always about the remix. Enjoy. Talk to you later. All right, that's an all-time classic, <clears throat> Save the Blacks from AIU. I think, wasn't there one from Mojack? All right, here we go. Breaking news from Mojack 420. Breaking white supreme pizza news. All right, let's have a look here. I don't want any notifications. You get equal treatment. Republican Idaho lawmakers propose bill to remove state funding for higher education DEI programs. Oh, how dare you? Idaho lawmakers introduced a bill that would ban diversity, equity, and inclusion offices from public universities. Some of these centers include supporting women and diverse students. Similar movements have been made in other states like Oklahoma and Texas. If passed, Senate Bill 1357 would prohibit Idaho's public colleges and universities the use of public funds to support diversity, equity, and inclusion, affecting staff members' offices and trainings. We don't want to support them in the sense that where they spend a lot of taxpayer money going after LGBTQ diversity, equity, and inclusion, as if that's a special class of person and spending a lot of taxpayer money to really encourage that class of person over and above others, uh, the bill sponsor says. He said the bill would save the state almost $3.5 million per year. We don't want to pay $4 million in taxpayer money just to target one specific class of students. Boise community leader... Uh, Ismael Mendoza said that it's a misconception. I feel like people think you need to be diverse just to be part of these organizations. I look at these offices more as equalizers. Go fuck yourself, commie. Herndon doesn't agree, calling the centers a way of segregating students. He says there was diversifying and segregating groups. That's not how you get equal treatment. Where you get equal treatment is basically have a level playing field. 
University of Idaho student Anthony Gonzalez and Andrea Morales said opportunities to get into higher education are not equal and programs like these are necessary for their success. Morales says, personally, I'd be completely lost moving in this university, not knowing what to do. But these programs not only cultivated a sense of belonging for me at the university in a place where I feel like I see very little real presentation, it it hits close to home for me because these programs, they help me out so much. Too bad. From his own experience, Gonzalez said removing these offices would also remove students like him from attending school. If we take people of color and people from underrepresented backgrounds away from certain job titles, I think it removes the culture and it removes the diversity and it removes the knowledge that we know from these areas. Boo fucking who, according to a 2023 report from the Idaho uh, State Board of Education, there was an increase in overall enrollment numbers at Idaho's higher education institutions. We have universities that are very effectively recruiting, and if you look at student populations at the universities, they've been on a steady increase. KTV Brenda Rodriguez said Herndon, asked Herndon if he thinks the bill would drop enrollment numbers. He says, I don't think so at all. Mendoza said if it weren't for DEI offices, he wouldn't have pursued higher education. And you're not doing yourself any favors there, kid. Senate Bill, you're just basically saying, yes, I am, in fact, retarded. Um, Senate Bill 1357 is in the Senate State Affairs Committee waiting for public testimony. We expect it'll get a fair hearing and that the members of the body will get an opportunity to consider the legislation. With the bill officially printed, students are waiting for their chance to testify in committee to advocate to protect their safe spaces. One of the commies said it's just super important to keep people aware of what's happening and, you know, prepare for things to happen, you know, just in case. What are you, fucking Kamala Harris there? You're talking like Kamala Harris. You didn't even really say anything. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, it's really important to be aware of what's happening and, you know, prepare for the things to happen to you. Yeah, okay, yeah. you got to watch out for the things that happen and they're happening to you. And, and then you got to cackle. Another commie says, just thinking about other students not being able to experience that will truly be heartbreaking. Oh, my God, eat shit. Eat shit. Uh, yeah, Idaho's pretty good. Idaho seems like a pretty good state. <clears throat> they have a, a, a commie infestation. Like, I think, I mean, there's, you'll, you'll never get rid of the AIDS completely in any state. But it looks like they, they have a lot of their commie infestation under control. Um, you know, there's probably areas where they don't. But uh, Idaho seems like a pretty good place. Pretty good place. That was one of the places where they were, Trump went and they were interviewing all these Blonde smashes, just well, I don't know what the hell's going over, going on over there. But uh, holy shit, blonde smash after blonde smash. The older ones were a smash, the grandmas were a smash. Holy shit, I don't know what the hell's going on over there. But anyway, pretty good. All right, let's. Uh, I think let me just make sure before I read these super chats, we do all the breaking news. I think now we have one from No Man. Um, news, quite frankly's brother. All right, let's uh, let's have a look here. Breaking news from the internet from Noman, 1904. Let's have a look here. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes. 
Let me uh, read some of these super chats here. We got uh, Michelle. Can oh, but hold on a second. Let me make sure this does not uh, play. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, <clears throat> let me uh, read this. Michelle Kincaid says, uh, we crossed over into uh, Pedras Nigras one time trying to find a room. We did know that Eagle Pass was a hot spring break destination. LOL. There's a casino in Eagle Pass that we were checking out. We lost our GPS signal immediately after crossing over, and we couldn't find the motels or hotels. I wasn't paying attention to my husband while driving. He kept saying, what's with all this Alta shit? Finally, I realized he was reading the stop signs as he was blowing through them. We decided to cross back over, LOL. That's crazy. So this place had the stop signs in Spanish and not in English? That's unseemly. What if you, uh, yeah, what, are you going to get pulled over? They're going to tell you you needed to know what the fucking Spanish word for stop is? I don't know what the fucking Spanish word for stop is. Apparently it's Alta. That doesn't even make any sense. You know, normally some, well, not, some of the words in Spanish kind of sound like an English word. Like, so if it was like, if you asked me, what's the Italian, uh, excuse me, not Italian, Spanish word for uh, stop, I'd probably say stopido or something like that. But again, apparently it's Alta. I don't know how the fuck they get that. But anyway, so what, are you going to get pulled over and they're going to give you a ticket? That's an unfair ticket. How the fuck were they supposed to... I guess if, if it's red? I don't know. Still, it doesn't say any shit that I... And apparently your husband was aware of. I don't know what I would do. Especially, you know, if there's like a lot of traffic, maybe like if like a car 
went through and you almost got into an accident, maybe, you know, you'd be like, oh, I, I, there are probably stop signs. But if it's all clear and you're just driving, it's like, how would you even know? That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, you got, what is the name of that place again? Something Negress? <laughs> Pedras Negress. That's fucking hilarious. Um, okay, let's see here. Sookie Johnson says, HB, I don't know if God exists. I hope he does. And not just any God. The notorious G-O-D of the Old Testament. The evil and insanity of today could use a good cleansing from fire and brimstone, raining from the blood-soaked black as coal sky. Well, I tell you, if... Yeah, if the Christian God exists, the God of the Old Testament, like, my understanding is uh, the God of the Old Testament uh, it would still be there. He's the Father. and But the reason he was so harsh was was because, like, the, uh, the kind of, like, you, you can never in your sinful state, like, all of the things you would have to do are impossible so then you know jesus comes down the son and then he dies and then through his blood you can kind of get right with god because on your own there's no way you could do it there were all these rules it was like insane so yeah if the christian god exists that would be you know the father son and the holy spirit that's like the father so you know he's he's completely in union with the son so uh if that would be quite yeah the commies, I guess what I'm trying to say is the commies would really get fucked in that situation. That would be, uh, I'd like to watch. <clears throat> Even if I don't make it, um, you know, if, if the only manifestation is the return of Jesus, my understanding is that's when it's too late. So it, you're going to, it is what it is. I'll take my L. Just let me watch. <laughs> Just let me watch, please. Could you let me watch? They'll probably be like, well, you're going to be in hell. You'll see them all getting fucked in hell. I mean, it's not going to be fun for you, but you'll at least be able to watch there. That'll probably get me, I would hope, get me through hell. At least, that you know, watching the commies get fucked. You know, you're going to be getting fucked too. But uh, anyway, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, it also would depend on what your interpretation of hell is. Some people, the wild one is like Dante's Inferno and some of this artwork from back in the day that's phenomenal. I mean, I wouldn't want to be there, but it it looks fucking cool. But uh, the other people think it's just uh, other Christians. They just argue it's like complete separation from God. You know, not necessarily like literal fire. It's believe what you want. I don't. You know, it is what it is. It's all very interesting. I just hope the commies get fucked. That's what I'm saying. All right, let me uh, see here. This was. Um do we do? Okay. Oh, uh, Cooper Sees the Truth says, Hey guys, there's no fentanyl crisis and no smuggled street fentanyl in America. And definitely no multi-billion a year dollar drug trade in fentanyl in the U.S. Because guess what? That's illegal. Which according to retarded faggots like Bagel Sodomin, Bagel's Sodomin, means it can't happen if it's illegal. Yeah, that's his argument when uh, he was lying about pretending that there were no trannies raping people in the women's room, raping women in the women's room. He was like, guys, that's illegal, no matter who does it. Oh, my God. Incredible. Cooper also says, uh, how stupid is this Miami vice fag? As bad as Democrats hate Clarence Thomas and how much they would absolutely love to get him off the court. But he committed 48 crimes that have, quote, already been proven, unquote. And yet... Those same fucking lunatic Democrats don't use that to get rid of him, right? 
right? Yeah. If they had an actual crime, they would start the proceedings. I mean, they probably still wouldn't get... Uh, I, what does it have to be? Like, it's a very large threshold of votes to get a, a Supreme Court justice out. So I don't think they would have it. But they would at least... I, I would think they would at least start the process. Because they love to do, like... Um, um, almost like symbolic impeachments. The Trump impeachments were Democrat symbolic impeachments. They knew they had no chance in the Senate, and they did them anyway. And by the way, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I mean, I was opposed for them doing it because it was bullshit. But like, if they're going to do it with Biden, I, I, that's fine. You know, he's not going to get voted out or excuse me, convicted in the Senate. But fuck it, do it anyway. Fuck him. Mojack420 says, "I lived during the Carter. During Carter, we had gas lines. You filled up." On odds and eve or evens, based on your license plate, double-digit inflation, unemployment, and interest rates. Biden is worse. We didn't have this invasion. Goddamn. Right? Yeah, there wasn't a migrant invasion. And I wonder, you know, like... Um, all it's going to take is, like, one crisis, and, like, I think there, there might be... Because the the reserves, right, to try to uh, have the Democrats do well in the midterms, right? He completely depleted the the reserves. So if we would need those for a crisis, we might be in a situation. Although hopefully they've been like putting it back. But he's a saboteur. I don't even think you know that that's not how the commies think. They they try to destroy on purpose. So uh, yeah, wow. All right, so there you go. A person that lived through the Carter era. Uh, Biden's worse. I should I should ask my mom. My mom lived through the Carter uh, era. Uh, I should ask her uh, w what's worse n now or then. I think I'm going to do that next time I talk to her. Um, yeah, interesting. But yeah, Biden and Carter have to be at the bottom. The idea. Look, I'm not saying put Trump at the top. I'm biased. If you put Trump at the top, I would have. I'd be like, okay, cool. That's cool. Um, but certainly, you know, you get the Andrew Jacksons. I, I imagine there's someone you could put up there. You know, Trump probably top five, top ten, whatever. But I'm not saying definitely put him up there. I'm not opposed to putting him up there. <laughs> but, you know, like, what do they think? They're still stuck in the old ways of propaganda. They still think that the average person gives a fucking shit about an academic, a panel of academics voting their list of who the best president is. Who fucking cares? Who cares? They have no legitimacy. You know, it's one thing if they were trying to do like a real list and Trump was, I don't know, wherever, you know, 15, 20, 10, it really depends. Okay, but uh, he's obviously not at the bottom. And then Joe Biden's in the top third? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's funny um, when they said... Uh, who do you think number one was? In my mind, I thought Obama. I bet they put Obama up there, but they didn't. They put Lincoln. Although, you know, if you watch Razor Fist Lincoln video, Lincoln, there's a lot of bullshit surrounding Lincoln when it comes to what we were taught in school, it seems. But anyway, there's a lot of bullshit. All this, the whole narrative about the Civil War in the South seems to be bullshit because the victors wrote it. So uh, that's a hell of a thing. That's a hell of a thing. But anyway, it is what it is. What are you going to do? All right, very good. That is, let me just double check. That is the end of the stream. Oh, uh, actually, there was a couple here. Uh, no Long Pork says, uh, Trump, that Trump is going to gulag people is to poison the well to keep legitimate crimes from ever being tried. 
since they can whip up the low IQ if Trump legitimately goes after them. This is cheap insurance. Yeah, I agree. And especially on deportations. So certainly if they go after them or, you know, any sort of crackdown on like violence, but this totally sets up the deportation narrative. If Trump deports one illegal, it's going to be Holocaust 2.0. They're going to find a woman carrying a baby. They're going to get a pristine picture. And it is going to be the most insane narrative of all time. And the question is, are the Republicans going to have the stomach to tell them the fuck off? I tell you this, I don't think the Republicans have the stomach because they're weak. But if enough of the citizens want it, they might do it. Because see, where they fucked up is they've pissed off so many people with the migrant invasion. So, you know, it's one thing when Republicans... You know, if it's like their own base that wants something, you know, they're happy to shit on their own base. They don't care. Um, However, if you're getting, I mean, if Trump deports and the Democrats try to stop it, I bet you there are going to be plenty of New York City, Chicago residents that are going to be like, hey, fuck this, deport them. And they're going to support the deportation. And then that might give the Republicans the ability to go, yeah, I guess we should actually do this because even Democrat voters want it. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But that will have to be one of the most hysterical media narratives ever, especially if they get Pedro Floyd. If they get some fucking uh, um, uh, criminal who like gets roughed up or something, oh my God, that'll be, they'll, they'll act like it's the end of the world. But the question is, after COVID, can they sell a narrative like that again? This is all going to be very interesting. Um, but yeah, really. Because COVID, really, that they, you could argue, first of all, before COVID, trust in the media was low. But people kind of made an exception for COVID because people bought the narrative. Um, but now that, they, uh, that many normies realized that they were lied to, especially about the vaccine, I don't know if they could, I don't know if the corporate media could sell another hysterical narrative again. Like George Floyd. I, I think we might be in a different time now. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Some people, of course, will buy it. All right, very good. That's the end of the stream. Next stream, next news stream is Tuesday, 6.30 Eastern. Uh, actually, Tuesday's stream might start a little bit later, 7.30 or 8.30. Um, but uh, we'll still do the full Tuesday stream. Uh, next uh, live stream is tomorrow, the uh, hard, hard Hour episode number seven. We'll air um in the evening uh 7 30 onwards somewhere between 7 30 and 9 30 usually depending on the rendering and how long that takes and and how you know what my schedule is that day but usually it it i haven't missed an airing they're usually um about an hour and 90 minutes in past um 7 30 but anyway uh so that'll be tomorrow hard our episode number seven and then the regular news stream should be uh, around 7 30 on tuesday um thank you for all the people that sent super chat stream labs and breaking news sincerely appreciate your support you can uh, get an archive on rumble rumble.com slash uh slash user slash hard news network you can go to uh, podbean hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com you can go to twitter at live hnn you can also go for the Hard R uh, archive. You can go to uh, bitshoot.com slash hardbastard, also pilled.net. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.